Blog Talk Radio. What things are, are, what do you need to 
push the brakes on really with transformation and speed up uh, in the transformative uh, section of your life. And, you know, it made me think about, like I put this quote out today, which I one of my favorite quotes I love. I don't know who it's from, but it's like, um, if you don't know what you want, what was this quote? Let me look it up. Um, get up for y'all because, you know, I'm, I'm slow. <laughs> but it was... If we don't know what we want, we become like a floating balloon. Our direction in life is at the mercy of external forces. And it's sort of like that scripture in the Bible where it says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and stuff like that. And I feel like the last, like after 2022, 2023, it's been a lot of like double-mindedness for me for the first five to six. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like where, yeah, here, here. Here, here, there, there. Where do I, you know, I'm trying to settle my mind onto one thing. So I felt like the full moon brought a little bit of clarity for me, you know. Like it did, you know. So, I mean, look, that's God giving you clarity, in my opinion, through uh, the order of the of astrology. But, um, yeah, yeah so, so I feel like it's a lot of that, like, you know, when you – when you don't, when you don't, and I have been this, listen, for, like, I don't know if some of you may not know who Abraham Hicks is, but I love Abraham Hicks, so I listen to her a lot. And I had started back listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks a couple of weeks ago because Abraham Hicks teaches you how to hone in on what you want instead of what you don't want, right? And I felt this quote was like, it was it was such it was such timing when I saw the quote again because it gave me an uh, understanding that when you don't have an idea of where you want to go, and I'm still trying to, you know, get that clear too, but I have more clarity on it. But you are a victim. You become a victim to uh, uh, to the for, to external forces. Forces outside of you begin to move you instead of you moving yourself. Like when you're solid in yourself. And when you know what it is, where you're going and what you want, it's hard to move. You know what I'm saying, move you off your peg, right, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I felt like that moon, it, this full moon in Scorpio was been a lot about that. And then, of course, you know, the coronation of a Prince Charles. Charles is a Scorpio. So I thought that. I said, oh, did they plan that? You know, because here's the thing. You, you guys may laugh at that idea about did they plan it. But, you know, uh, a lot of people, wealthy people, um, a lot of um, full uh, rulers and stuff throughout the ages uh, tend to um, uh, tend to uh, look at, uh, uh, look towards uh, astrology for uh, timing and answers. And I just found it strange that uh, Charles was uh, coronated on uh on his uh, on, on on close to this full moon of Scorpio. What date was it? Was it? I'm trying to figure out when it. Uh, the exact date. You know, I forgot. I wasn't paying that much attention, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, let's see. Where was it? Uh, uh where was? Let me see. 
going to look it up. You know how you guys, y'all, y'all can stay in a few pauses because I forgot when his coronation was, but uh, the exact date. Uh, yeah, it was May the 6th, which is the full moon was falling over the full moon in Scorpio, the 5th through the 6th. So that is really odd that Charles takes the um takes the throne and it is the age where we're seeing a lot of Scorpios rule. Joe Biden is a Scorpio. Not a nice uh, a dark one I would say. <laughs> Charles might be a little dark too. It'd be interesting to see the reign of Charles. But um you guys are probably always like, How lot of you always give your sign such heck? No. I'm very truthful about my sign and, and you know what, I feel like it is a it is I you know I am. I love being uh, a Scorpio because a Scorpio uh, always knows about its dark side. We know we can completely go dark, or we can be a lot of light. You know what I'm saying? So, and we know when we're dark, we're bad. <laughs> okay, so you know, uh, and uh, yeah, when I'm at my darkest, you will not like to. I mean, oh, I can go deep into the depths of of. Of my energy, and I don't. Ooh, I don't. It's a place that sometimes has a, a November child, or a, you know, a late October child. You, you know, that Scorpion nature is hard sometimes to feel, come out of everything. So it is. A, yeah. So it, it, in some senses, I love being a. a uh, what is considered a scorpion And it was so funny because on Secession this week <laughs> The show Secession Which I'm going to talk about well, I might as well talk about it now But on the show, show Secession You know they're going for We've been talking about Secession And uh, how they're uh, everybody's going for the throne now That Roy, Roy Logan has passed away And for those of you who watch Secession But I found this very interesting This is the only, way, this is the only thing I'm going to touch on with Secession But this week Shiv's husband, ex-husband to be, I guess, gave her a scorpion, <laughs> a, a scorpion trapped in glasses. He says because that's what you what you are. And I was like, oh my god, you know, it, 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 it was funny. And I was like, full moon in Scorpio vibes. This falls on the full moon in Scorpio weekend, and he gives her in the show a scorpion. And I just thought, what Scorpio stuff everywhere, <laughs> right? So, uh, so I'm not surprised. Also, you know. Um, before we get into well, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little later on in the show. But also the mass shooting, um, terrible, but very not surprising after a full moon in Scorpio, because full moon in Scorpio sometimes deals with the dark ends of society and um, revealing dark natures and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, Remember, Scorpios are lords of the underworld. So sometimes that there or the darkness comes up, uh, very dark parts of society and stuff after a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So I was not surprised. Also, you know, plus we're in Uranus and Taurus, so much going on. Okay, so yeah, I need I need to have an astrology person on here to talk to you guys about all the stuff and what that means. But I th- I thought it was just a very deep thing this week with our full moon and all the kind of wild things that were happening, okay? Um, let's get, before we get to talking about other stuff, let's talk about my shows this week, child, power two, power two, 
power ghost. Oh, my God. Oh, it's getting so good. Power book ghost. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, you probably just want to uh, not listen to me right now, but listen. Oh, my God. When Effie got arrested, I was like, oh, my God, it's about to be on. And then when they told us we got to wait two weeks, we got to wait two weeks for the next one, I was mad. Cause I, usually it's a week that passed. We don't have to wait two. they making us, stars is making us wait two weeks. I'm like, y'all crazy. But anyway, back to power two. Child, not only this is so Effie gets arrested, you know, first Tyreek, you know, gets her, she sets it up where Effie almost looks like Effie's going to get set up, and we find out, you know, in the drug, in the, in the coffee house, or the coffee warehouse, Tyreek then changed all the drugs out for sugar and coffee. I love that because Tyreek is, people be saying Tyreek is his daddy, but I think Tyreek is smarter than his daddy, okay? His daddy had a lot of smart people around him that helped him, but Tyreek, Smarter than his daddy. I like Tyreek. Tyreek is a thinker. So, and Effie was a little bit upset about that. Kane and Effie sleeps together a couple of times, okay? Now, do I think Effie won't Kane? I think Effie's hurt about Tyreek and Effie's, you know, out in these streets just trying to do, you know, heal. <laughs> you know, when they say, can't be with the one you love, got to love the one you with, and all that stuff. So I think that's what Effie was doing, okay? I don't know if Effie's all that into Kane, all right? But so we see that situation, and then, you know, after they get away, the you know, the feds lose one big thing with Kane, with the, the Diana thing, the Diana Tejada thing, Diana gets back home, Diana's not a, a arrested, and then we get um, then we get the uh, situation with um, Diana isn't arrested, and then we get uh, what is next? Uh, then we uh, then we get the uh, the Tahada uh, the Tahadas uh, dealing with the problem of Drew killing Gordo, right? But who comes back into Drew's life? Everett. Chad and Everett's a pro basketball player now. And Everett, what they do, what they do, what they do when they get up, when they, you know, when the black, when the black men get up in the, in the, in the NBA, they go get them somebody. What they, usually y'all say go get them a white girl, but in this case, Everett got him a white boy, okay, a white doctor, okay, and Drew is pissed, okay, because Drew is out here strung, uh, struggling and sponging in the street life. You know what I'm saying? He's struggling. He's killing folks. He's, and, and so Drew's heartbroken and mad when he see him on TV flossing. He's getting his money the legit way. He done got a new love. And what done happened to Drew? Drew got a tacky, uh, Drew got a horrible, uh, uncaring, unfeeling mama in Monet who done set him up to kill his the the uh, one of his the men he loves and had that man kill his daddy. And now Drew is out here in the street hurt because Drew, Drew just is, you know, Drew is out here with nothing, and he could have been with Everett. He could have had it all. He could have just left him here for a little. You know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. And what makes it all oh, the worst is Everett done came out, you know, as gay because Everett didn't want to come out as gay. But now he done came out in the NBA as gay child, okay? Well, in the show, okay? So, you know, 
Drew Tejada is upset. So Drew Tejada has a viral moment that goes viral where he's going off on Everett. Because, you know, Everett's a celebrity. He done become an NBA player, baby, in the world of power. But somebody in that restaurant where Drew went to to go off and get drunk is taping this whole thing. And guess who sees it? Gordo's family. The Tejadas is about to go to war with Uncle Frank's family. And it ain't going to be nice, okay? Because they suspect something done happened to Gordo, and they suspect Drew done did it. Now, I don't know how in these power streets they can suspect Drew, because there's a lot of people that could have been in the kid. It's a couple people could have been in the kill Gordo. But we know that it's about to be some drama coming up, okay? So, again, Effie, then Effie gets arrested, you know, later on when they find out after Tyreek outsmarts the feds and stuff. Effie gets arrested because why? Diana, I mean not Diana, because of why Lauren, Lauren's back alive and Lauren can point her out in trying to kill her, okay? Now, the problem is with Lauren being back and pinpointing Effie, Effie knows a lot of shit. Well, I'm trying not to cuss. Effie knows a lot of stuff. (laughs) Right? So, so Effie, who you think gonna go? Now I the only thing I remember is that that scene in the beginning they showed us a power in the power trailer when they showed us Tyreek saying, "I love you, but I'll put a bullet in you." You know who I think he's talking to? My suspicion is he's talking to Lauren because Lauren can't snitch on Effie if she if she does. Everybody goes there. And Effie can't flip on Tyreek because I think Effie loves Tyreek, even though it looks like Kane going to go to prison and try to convince her too. Because, you know, we know Kane hates Tyreek and jealous of Tyreek, okay? Well, that would be in season nine, okay? But then the most hardcore part of power happens. Um, I mean, I knew it was coming, but I'm just surprised at how they decided to take out He's been around since the beginning. We hated him in power. Hated him some of power, too. But we were, you know, we have a love-hate relationship with sex. And when we wanted sex dead, Ghost didn't have the heart to do it. And so he left us out here with sex, and now we ain't Ghost, too. We feeling a little indifferent to the fact that they finally killed sex. And they killed him off with Theo. I'm like, huh? I, 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 I at least thought that Saks would get killed by, um, I thought it would be Tyreek. Or, you know what I'm saying, or Tommy would come back and do the do. You know what I'm saying? And that, that he would do something so bad <laughs> that, uh, that, 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 you know, that one of them would have to take him out. I was not expecting Davis McLean's brother, who is a part-time character who was once played by Method, I mean, uh, by not Method Man, but um, Red Man, to take him out. You know, but then they changed him because Red Man didn't want to didn't get the shot, right? Allegedly, that was the reason. Okay, so, child, it was shocking. 
and then he turned around and he shot himself. It was a heart, one of the most heartfelt scenes in power. Why? Because Davis McLean's brother Theo, he had, you know, he had, took, he 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 spent his whole life, most of his life in jail, because he was saving Davis from a crime that actually Davis committed. And he didn't want to see Davis ruining his life. And the mistake Davis made was telling them, telling his brother that uh, uh, that uh, Sachs was a CI. Ugh. And we see Sachs go out in the most like, damn. Like when you see the scene, Tyreek and Davis McLean's face says it all for all of us at home watching Power. We're like, ah. I was like, ah. <laughs> Even though I, we knew it was but I was like, oh, it was still shocking to see. And then he turns around and shoots himself. We're like, what? What? I think we're all still in shock. Man, shout out to Shane Johnson, okay? Let me just tell you, one of the OGs from Power, one of the greatest actors from Power, I don't know why he ain't got nominated for no Emmy. I don't know, did y'all, have y'all nominated him? For an Emmy, because Shane is bad. Shout out to Shane Johnson. He has played the heck out of Cooper Sacks. Man, we will miss Cooper Sacks. No, we will miss him. We wouldn't have missed him in Power One if he had uh, if he had got taken out. But we gonna miss him in Power Two because we, you know, we kind of we was kind of liking Sacks. I mean, you know, not a lot, but kinda. And we didn't want to see. The OG from the original Power, the longest character, longer than Tyreek even. Cooper Sacks was longer than Tyreek. Longer than Tyreek, we seen the original OG go out. Man, have a drink for Cooper Sacks. I may, I may have to give me some something to drink out the, out the, you know, give me something to drink tonight for Cooper Sacks. Man, these Power streets are getting rough. Who's going to be next? I heard a tale, and I don't want to scare you power fans. <clears throat> but you know Drew done got the Tejadas in some ish. Okay? Now, I'm hearing, I'm hearing in these streets and something that I don't want to tell y'all. So I ain't going to tell y'all. But the rumors are that it might be a Tejada goes down or a couple of Tejadas. Now, if Power Book 2 takes out, now we already done seen, they gave us a few clues. You know they like to give us clues, all right? And some of the people online, I see y'all, y'all been going through the clues like y'all like, you know how y'all are. Y'all be going through the crews like, oh, wait a minute, who's that you? We see a drive-by on Monet's house. Now, some of us thought it was Tyreek because Tyreek was masked up. Remember Tyreek? Because you know when Tyreek masked up, he don't be playing, right? So, but it wasn't, it's not Tyreek. It looks like a woman's hand out the door. Women's gloves. Who the hell is that? Mm, is that Uncle Frank's family? Is that a Elizabeth? What's her name, Elizabeth? Ooh, 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 it's going to get messy at the Tejadas. Now, if they bold enough to do what I think they're getting ready to do on power, ooh, that's all I got to say. It's getting ready to be season. they going to make us wait two weeks for it. But, ooh, if they doing what I'm hearing they going to do, 
with them Tahadas, let me just say this. If they do what I think they're getting ready to do, it means is that it means, and I'm hearing a rumor that somebody might be pregnant. That's all I'm going to leave it on there. But if they do what I think they're going to do, And shout out to some of the best people who give the best spoilers on um, on uh, for uh, now. I like Mark Dark TV. He's great at reviews. There's a couple of people I like that give great reviews on Power. Maybe two or three. But I got to shout out the, the Spoiler King to me. It's a dude called Label No Labels. Man, he's so good that 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 stars he called him up and was like, "Yo, can you hold off on your spoiler alert?" <laughs> I heard allegedly that score uh, allegedly. Stars called him up and asked him to hold off on to his on his predictions, because <laughs> he that good. His stuff been on point, okay. But let me just say this, okay. And that's on YouTube, right? If they do what they getting ready to do, if I hear if I what I'm hearing is true in these streets that they getting ready to do, oh, y'all better write like the Dickens on season four if y'all bold enough to do what y'all getting ready to do. And I would say kudos to the power writing cast if they're getting ready to do this because part of the reason is I feel like power to ghosts that we're missing sometimes a point because we love the Tahat, we love all the drama that goes on in power to, but remember it's called power to ghost and it is about the secession of the son of ghosts and how ghost is still there even though he's not, right? And he's there in the form of Tyreek. And so I feel like we have to see this growth come up in Tyreek. I feel like season four is going to be a growth of Tyreek. I'm feeling like they're going to give us, like Tyreek steps into ghost shoes. Like, we've been seeing young Tyreek trying to figure it all out, trying to move his way, you know, between. Because Tyreek, and Tyreek isn't just ghost. Remember, Tyreek isn't just ghost in this. That's what a lot of people just think is he's just ghost. No, he's not just ghost. Tyreek is a combination of Cain, ghost, Tasha, and Tommy. So I kind of feel like we're going to get to see Tyreek step into some big shoes, like Tyreek, we're going to see Tyreek becoming a man. Now, not that he, he already got a hundred bodies on him, <laughs> but the, I mean, like it's like, like, it's like ghosts, <laughs> but I think we're going to see Tyreek actually step into the shoes of his father, and this should be interesting. I'm excited. Let me say, Ghost Power 2, y'all, it's been, they've been hitting the last two. Listen, the last couple, the last one, oh, my God, that's probably the best. It was probably the best one of the season. It was it was mad crazy, okay? And even though I heard it, what was going to happen beforehand, because I did hear what was going to happen beforehand, but, listen, it was nothing like seeing it. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh! So if you're a Power Book 2 Ghost fan, you're like, when you see it, if you haven't seen it, you're going to be like, oh, my God! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I, I love it. Shout out to uh, that writing crew over there. Man, y'all crazy. They crazy up at Power Book, too, okay? They getting better. At first I was a little skeptical, 
But man, they coming with the smoke. Okay, they like uh, they come they coming with it. If they do what I'm hearing, they might do. Ooh, we. Oh my lord. If they do that. <laughs> ooh, y'all gonna be pissed. But it's gonna be good. Okay. All right. All right. So another show I have been watching. Oh my god, I found accidentally. Okay. Remember Woodward Pines? Is that what it was called? Woody Pines, Woodward Pines? This show, remember the show Woodward Pines that I used to talk about on here? Terrence Howard was in it. Uh, uh, Wayward Pines, I can't remember. But it's about this little town that people would drive into this town and they couldn't get out, and out in the woods was monsters, right? Y'all remember Way, 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 Wayward Pines? But they Wayward Pines, but they was doing like some conducting some sort of thing on them. It was really good. It used to come on in the summer. It was good. Wayward Pines was good. I forgot what the conclusion was, but Wayward Pines was the bomb, right? Well, there's a new show on MGM streaming service. Shit, I'm tired of all these streaming services. I cut off, like, a lot of my streaming. I'm like, bitch, I'm tired. Y'all ain't going to keep me paying for streaming services. Shit. I be trying to watch. I'm supposed to be. Stop. I'm trying to stop, y'all. Okay. I said, I ain't going to be paying off all these streaming services. What's wrong with y'all? Okay, so I, but I did get the free trial for MGM because I'm like, you know what? I got to see this show from. From is just like Wayward Pines, but a little different. And I'm really interested in what they're doing because you know when they show us these kind of shows, I always feel like they're giving us a picture of some spiritual picture of the future. But From, okay, let's talk about From on MGM. It is so good. It's kind of spooky. They put it under horror, but it's really a thriller. Uh, it is a lot like Wayward Pines, okay? Um, it reminds me a lot of Wayward Pines, plus the dude from uh, from Best Man, like Terrence Howard, uh, uh, Harold Perinu, Perina or something is in it. Um, and um, let me look at the description of it, what they say, uh, so I can give you guys a description. But it says, unravel the mystery of a city in the middle in the, in middle USA that imprisons everyone who enters. Has residents struggled to maintain a sense of normalcy and seek a way out, they must also survive the threats of the surrounding forest. Now, Remember, that was Wayward Pines. You could only go so many so far into the city limits in Wayward Pines because out in the woods were monsters, right? Well, this one's a slightly different. The monsters come out at night, and they're dressed. What I'm thinking is they're dressed like the old townspeople, but they look like humans, but they're really monsters. And they have these little things on the doors that try to keep them out they, they, where they try to keep the monsters out of the doors, and the monsters will be like at the door at night and just t- trying to get to c- trying to come in. And if you invite them in, they kill you and struggle. I mean, the first one, like the first one I saw, it was deep. They even kill a kid. They ain't got they ain't, they ain't playing no games on from. Okay, they just crazy as hell. They showed it too. Like they crazy. You know they don't usually show that, but from is showing all of it. Okay, from is nuts. Okay, but. It really has a deeper psychological meaning, I believe, and I can't wait to discover what the rest of From is. We're on season two. I didn't know I even had a season one. I just finished season one, and I'm right. I've caught up to season two, and oh my god, the only thing I have against From is that it has not. 
I feel like it's taking too long to tell me the history of this town or to know anything about the history of this town and how these monsters came and stuff. I feel like it's taking way too long to break down the history. By the at this point, we should know what the hell is going on in this town. You know, it didn't take us long to know at Woodward Pines. We didn't know exactly what was behind it on Wayward Pines, but we understood, you know, like it, they thought it was some something happened and they were and, and, and only these people survived or something like that. We kind of had an idea, but we didn't have a full idea. They're not even giving us an idea, but it is very interesting, okay? I like weird stuff, okay? So I'm like, yeah. Uh, from it's very interesting. So they can't go out at night because if they go out at night, monsters will come. And how people enter into this town, they riding around and riding in a circle, but they can't get out. So the people of the town try to come out and tell them, you know, when they riding around, because you know they're going to be riding around, you're going to be trying to get out until you can get out. So people will be coming out and telling them, you got to get in the house before night. You got to get in the house before night because the monsters are coming out. Right? And so every episode, some, some kind of some crazy stuff happening because monsters come out. If you don't get in the house at night, these monsters is coming for your ass. Okay? So it, you you guys got to check it out from everybody might not want to see it, but it's interesting. Okay, it's just an interest. I'm more interested in the concept of from because it's like interesting. Because <clears throat> my thing is, it's more of a deeper meaning about how um, people live in the face of fear. And knowing where your fears may come from, um, how can you say? Knowing where your fears may come from within a town versus in the world. Like there's a comparison there. Like you know, this little town, these people who have come there, they all had big things, certain things happening before they got there, and it is this idea of well, there's a couple of things about portals and. And being able to transfer from place to place, but it's also this concept of um, um, knowing where your evil is coming from, like understand, <laughs> like uh, being contained by evil. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird, really, but it has a deeper thought to it in my mind. I can't explain the deeper thought. I know the deeper thought, but I can't explain it in words. But I feel like there's a deeper kind of weird meaning to the horror film about how we, like, you know, understanding that if you roll into a town like this, of course nobody wants to be trapped in a town like this, but they also know where their fears come from versus that, you know, it's like when we are out and people are out late at night here, you know, people say, go, you shouldn't be walking the streets at night because it's monsters out in these streets, right? It's crazy people out here. Kind of that concept, but more uh, pronounced in this one. And it's really, really monsters, not humans acting like monsters, right? So <coughs> very good. You guys should check it out, excuse me, uh, from, okay, uh, MGM streaming. It's really interesting, all right? Um, next, 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 next. What's up, what you talking about? Okay, Rabbit Hole. I have been watching the Rabbit Hole. Now, this on, uh, what is that, Paramount? Child. Rabbit Hole is good. Now, of course, Rabbit Hole has one of my favorite, you know, it has any time I see the dude from 24 and from Designated Survivor, I know it's going to be good. Kiefer Sutherland, oh, my God. So he always does great shows, and this was no different. Uh, Rabbit Hole, let me give you the description. It's an American spy thriller television series created by John Weekla and Glenn Fickra for Paramount. The series stars Kiefer Sutherland has a private 
espionage agent for uh, uh, espionage agent. Frame for murder. The series premiere. Okay, so uh, it says uh, John Weir's a corporate spy, adept at deception and ru- ruining lives. In his last mission, a mysterious cabal turns the tables on him and gives him a taste of his own medicine by framing him for murder, and he finds himself in a cat-and-mouse game for gaining his freedom. So if you guys haven't seen Rabbit Hole, it's another really, really good show. (gasps) Really good, like if you like those kind of espionage, thrillers, cabals running the world and all that stuff, you know, like we really live in. Check out Rabbit Hole, okay? And it's deep because it talks about the power of information. It's so many things about today, like the power of the Internet and how news media is framed and everything to make you believe certain things, all kinds of things. Oh, my God, this show is delicious. It has so many good little nuggets in it, okay? So check it out, Rabbit Hole, okay? So, okay, that is my uh, things that y'all should watch this week, Okay. All right, so I want to take a moment to talk about this week um, another mass shooting in Texas, this time not too far from me, Allen, Texas. Um, It's funny, I was on the phone and I was talking to my girlfriend. I hadn't talked to her in a while. We were just, you know, we were having talk. We were talking about all politics. Me and her love to talk about politics and stuff like that. Her, Her husband, her and her husband have, like, Two churches in um, in uh, Nebraska, and her they they they're also missionaries throughout the world. Do all kinds of great people, right? And I've been knowing her since my ORU college days. We met, we met. I met so many people. Listen, ORU. I have never told you guys about the story of Oral Roberts University. I went to Oral Roberts University. Uh, was I like? Oh man. Maybe 20, I was like, I transferred there. I went like probably 21, some 2021 or something. I can't remember. But I transferred to Oral Roberts University. And oh, ORU, I mean, it is where I met the most beautiful, amazing people. I tell you that I still am just like, I'm awed by those people, even. After years, some I haven't seen in years, but some I'm still very close to. And uh, we shared a really, really beautiful time. It's where ORU is where I really learned the power of prayer, real friendships, everything. I mean, it's a very wonderful time. Hope Roberts University was something else, okay? It was, it was, it was, it was a trip, right? But, um, but we, so me and her, we are on the phone. We're having discussions, and we're talking. We hadn't even talked about gun control. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, you know. Okay? And my husband comes in and says, "Hey, are you watching the news?" I'm like, "No," you know. And he, he turns it on, and I mean, we go to this outlet mall all the time. Okay, I lo- y'all know I like the shops. Okay, I hadn't been in a while. Allen Outlet is, a, if, you know, we go a lot. To, you know, I like Nikes, all kinds of stuff. I be so, and I be trying to find a deal, right? So I be going out there for purses and all kind of stuff. It's a very popular outlet mall. I mean, and even during the time I used to come to Texas just to visit before I was married and everything like that, and I come to come to Texas, you know, to visit my husband or something like that. 
child, we go, we go to Allen, okay? Because I'd be like, let's go shopping, all this stuff. So it hit very close to home that it was Allen. Allen is about 30, 30, it's about, you know, it's a little, it's it's not that far away, but still in the DFW area, more up north. So, and it's a very nice neighborhood. I'm actually surprised somebody had to just, I'm going to tell you, because in Texas, Texas is a real, now I really believe these mass shooters be picking soft targets most of the time. That's just my personal opinion, where people will be caught off guard and stuff like that. But I was really surprised even about, especially some place like Allen, because you never know what you, as a person, would pick, even the print, the outlet. I could see how they would, but not knowing because people are really bona fide gun carriers, you know, in in Texas, they really believe in that, in that you gonna, you might run into another shooter or something like that, you know. And come if you've been listening to the stories here, like it's from local, there were a lot of people at the outlet, but the outlet is huge, okay, that were there and people had their guns. People were like, whoa, like they, you know, they were willing to do it. I've heard two or three people talking about having their guns on them and, you know, willing to protect, having to protect if they had to and stuff like that. But, you know, he he was on a particular place in a mall or everything and just some of the sad, saddest stories come out of it. And it's like, I'm like, God, you know, it's so sad when, that somebody has robbed these people of their de- of their destinies, of their destinations. I mean, when you hear some of the stories, I mean, a young boy, a little boy loses his his mom, his parents, two little girls, fourth and second grade. Um, And one of the big stories that hit me was there was this, and I saw that, I just happened to see this today, was a young lady. She was 27 years old, and she was from India. And she was going to be uh, uh, <clears throat> taking over, uh, taking over uh, 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 she was an engineer. And she was going to be taking over an engineering firm at 27, uh, one of her uh one of her close friends engineering firm at 27 years old and they wanted to give her a birthday party and they wanted to buy her outfit so probably she was out there shopping for her birthday for her outfit for her party and you just think you know because you get up every morning I've talked about this you never know what your day is going to what you're going to meet in your day you know you get up and um And those people didn't, they didn't expect to go out and meet the end of their life. I am a person that do not blame AR-15s. I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's a cop-out. I think that is, um, but I, you know what, I'm, I'm changing my mind on this. I want them to outlaw them. And there's a reason I will tell you I want them to outlaw them. It's not for the reason that these people are saying uh, that most gun control enthusiasts, I want enthusiasts are saying to outlaw them. 
I want them to um <clears throat> I want to say that uh we use it as a cop out every day because America does not want to deal with its decline. It's moral decay and decline. It's so easy to for us to blame guns, guns manufacturers. Guns are a symptom of a greater problem. When you can go and use a gun, when somebody can go and just shoot up moms and shoot up babies and grandparents and parents and and, and have no feeling. I have said it before, that is a spiritual problem, baby. And you can't deal spiritual problems you can use laws. Laws can come into place to deal with the spiritual to be to deal with spiritual uh to help um Balance spirituality Because laws are spiritual Justice is a spiritual principle <clears throat> But it's usually enacted after something But if you want to stop something That is a spiritual thing And these things you're dealing with I'm just trying to tell y'all Y'all think y'all, it's devils out here It's demons I ain't gonna, I, and, and people don't want to hear that And the more and more that we get Inflation gets high and listen, this is the thing that's been done throughout history. It's it's a it's a tale as old as time. When I talked about before on here a couple, I mean, it was about a year ago, I talked about cause Kanye West. Remember, he was being anti-Semitic. We were talking about anti-Semite and everything. And I was talking about the time of when the not how Germany became a, a Nazi territory. At the time, Germans were poor. I forget the that uh, the that treaty had been signed. In Germany, which was not good for for actual Germans <clears throat> that lived there, so the people, the residents of Germany, were starving, were not happy. They weren't getting the the, the jobs were going, and at the same time, they're seeing an influx of people in different groups who are making it. Now, we know that it's not the people's fault; it's people in power's fault that are causing these situations to happen, but. Germans see it has yo like we ain't being fed, but you're 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 help these groups other groups are being are doing well and doing this and that and this and that and it creates anger and it creates a cycle and these powers that be these elites and these politicians and stuff they know the kind of hell they create and Americans you it, back to, and Germans had to take some self thing for that too because you 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 started to blame a group of people instead of looking at the real evil people that were in power and they were able they brought a Hitler to power. In America you're seeing the same things. America is one of the most censored we always talk about we got freedom of the press. You American you you look at press press from other newspapers and stuff from around the world, you'll find out American uh newspapers and American news is one some of the most censored news in the world. Americans you no longer have a democracy. As a matter of fact, I don't even really know if um, the people who are up there aren't criminals or not. I really am not sure. I don't know if you've gotten sold out already or what. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I, it's, it's, it's amazing if you if there isn't a shadow government living there already. You know. Um, but because people are feeling pressed. America's happening the same thing. You got people at the border, and I'm going to talk about that a little later on the show. People at the border coming, fleeing places and stuff like that, not knowing they're coming into a place, 
and you got American, you got presidents and stuff, uh, uh, giving them free room and board, giving them uh, uh, food and money and stuff, and you can't even uh, feed your kids. You don't even got no job. You a citizen. That creates an environment. Should you be angry at the people who coming in? No, but they should go. They should be able. That you. Should, they should be sent back. But should you be angry at the people? No, because it's not not their fault. It's the government's fault. And it's our fault for not checking the government. When the people are no longer paying attention, are no longer uh, 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 caring, then uh, the government government start to corrupt and erode and do whatever they want to. And you're living in a corrupted government now. That's my personal opinion. And it's up to you. And in and, and, and a way to vote people out who you feel are corrupt or to challenge the system through protest. Protest and other things in local government, right? Um, but America sleeps. And I say cancel those guns, not because I think they should be, but because I want people to see that that won't stop what you got coming. That won't stop the evil, what makes people, what will make a person. And now they're trying to blame it on white supremacy. What makes a person turn towards that kind of, he was a Hispanic. What he up there trying to be, because a lot of Hispanics call themselves white. But he he went and, and uh he went there, and it wasn't just, but whatever, what's feeding him to be that angry? Not TV shows and shows and stuff like that. It is the environment in which we live. It is these people who are controlling, politicians, you got to look at politicians, especially politicians. You have to look at uh, uh, the people who run uh, the world and, and rulers and stuff like that, and you got to demand more from them. Because they are killing society. They're making society more and more. They're putting them more and more in a box till you're creating a powder keg of hate and anger. And people are getting mad because people feel a sense of a loss, a sense of, like, I don't know how to, how can I, can, how do, 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 am I, do I have any rights? Do I have anything? And it will make people crazy. And when you have a society that has lost all moral decay, don't care about nothing, don't care about nobody, a narcissistic society, I tell you, I swear you're going to have more of this. And you take away that AR-15s, they'll find another one. They'll be probably bombing people. They'll probably be figure something else hateful out to do. <clears throat> because the, the, uh, the gun reform isn't the answer. It's humanity reform. It's behavioral reform. Because what you got here is a spiritual decline, and it's a spiritual problem. Now, you can enact laws once you've dealt with the decay. Once you, But you can't enact laws and say, okay, we got the laws up, <clears throat> and that's it. We, we, done, we done cleared out. 
because and a lot of times they'll tell you, well, see, other countries don't have this problem. No, other countries have other problems. Okay, they have bombs. They some of them have stabbings. I hear stabbings are up in certain European countries. All kinds of violence don't stop. And if it has, I say, look at the. You, if that is, the, if that is a case in those cities, then you have to look at more than outlawing guns. It may be something they do in the. T- Maybe that that causes uh, that stops anger and all these things, but clearing guns ain't gonna stop crazy people. Cause criminals, as I always say, don't care about guns. When people wake up in the morning, they say, "I'm gonna do a mass shoot." Let me look at the gun laws and see what they are in my town. New York has some of the toughest gun laws on the book. California has some of the toughest gun laws on the book. Yet there's rashes of shootings and stuff every day because the laws. Is laws are enacted to deal with the aftermath of a crime and to possibly the prevention of certain things for those citizens who think. But when you're dealing with demonic energy, then that is something that has to be dealt with in the spirit realm through change, through different uh, of the different ways we act as a society. There's a great scripture in the Bible that God is not mocked. Whatever a man reaps, that will be also so. America is reaping a little bit what it has sown. And that you can't deal with with no law. You got to start dealing with what have we become. So you can sit out here, y'all, have the celebrities, they can have fun with you know, all day long. And be like, uh, now, we need to get these guns off the street. I want you to get the guns off the street now because I want you to see that <clears throat> that it is true. The, like, the, you, you, you think you can get rid of the symptoms without dealing with the problems, and that can't happen. <clears throat> And when I when I talk about that scripture, it says, "Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Meaning, He will not allow Himself. I love this. It says, He will not the meaning of it. He will not allow Himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt, nor allow His precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, that at this and that and this only is what he will reap. So it's the same thing for society because this is this is America does not want to deal with its problems, its issues." You guys want to blame, y'all, y'all want to act like guns get up and walk in and start shooting people. Guns don't walk in and start shooting. It takes people to kill people. And if you don't deal with the, 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 the soul problem in society, the spiritual problem, you're going to see more of this. And God just, I pray for us. And it won't be, I, I want them to add, um, I'm, for them, I outlawing uh, the AR-15 because it's just going to be because they're making them online now. Now they, now they can make them. Uh, people that got ways they can make them. It ain't going to do nothing but create uh, different people going to come up with different methods of war. Facts. AR. Have to deal with spiritual and moral decline. Has a society, has a people, and 
and with the politicians and the people in society who sit at, who sit in the ruler spaces of society. And they would love for you to blame guns because that gives them more control. They point, yeah, it's them guns because you won't look at them. And you won't look at yourself. We have become a really lazy, inactive society who lets politicians, wicked politicians and wicked leaders and wicked rulers run around and do whatever they want to without any challenge from us. And we call ourselves a, a democracy and the shining light on the hill, the, the light of the world. You are not. Not anymore. As a matter of fact, while we're while they're distracting us with so many things, they're doing all kinds of other crap. And it's always like I love it because I was listening. I said, "Man, this is so sad because people God always sends prophetic voices to say something." But in the Bible, I always used to the prophets used to have the worst job. Just talking about the Bible, these have the worst job. If you read. Read about all the prophets in the Bible because a lot of times they'd be telling people, hey, hey, chill, stop, stop. And people would not listen. The Bible says that sometimes people wouldn't hear prophets, that they rather hear good things. they rather their ears itch. <laughs> they would actually, sometimes they would actually, uh, uh, prophets were actually uh, ostracized in society or, or put out <clears throat> in society. They actually weren't liked. Because they told them the truth Facts So that's how I mean So I suspect in this end time The more truth tellers you have The more they'll probably be unliked Because people want to hear things that uh, People would rather have uh, uh, Not hear the truth And have uh, their ears tickled with fancies So it is what it is, okay? So you guys, I just prayers to those families. It's very sad. Uh, we live in a time that is crazy, man. Just a very sad, wicked, twilight zone-ish time. No other way to describe it. And just prayers for uh, for those families and comfort. It is going to be, uh, you know, a, quite a, a, quite the healing process. It's going to probably it'll probably be the rest of the, their lives with some things they're left to deal with. Okay, so yeah, you guys. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, when we get back, we'll start talking about how the Democrats are trying to steal Clarence Thomas's seat out in these streets. They still trying. They still trying. Okay, and we're gonna talk about uh, 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 Janelle Monae. Chap, Janelle, yeah, see Janelle Monae out here looking spicy. Girl, somebody want to sell records? Somebody ready to sell records? Somebody took off them suits and said it's time to show body and face. Okay. I want to sell some records out in these streets. Janelle Monet and went Beyonce on us, okay? <laughs> and we got to talk about Usher 
I should just jump by Chris Brown's <laughs> Brown's people. At least that's the room out here. Oh my God. <laughs> We got to talk about all this and a whole a lot more to, when I get back. Meanwhile, oh, my God, what are y'all going to listen to? I don't know. Because, Chad, I wasn't prepared for y'all to hear anything. What am I going to put on for y'all? Um, let's see. I don't know what I'm going to put on for y'all. I'm stalling, y'all, though. Okay, so uh, let's hear... Um, Let me see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm finally I'm I'm finally without a song that I don't know what to say. Okay, so let's do something uh fun and upbeat. Let's listen to Janet's Slow Love. It's the C C show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
yeah, no, I had to play a little bit, a, 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 a little bit of they. <laughs> they have it, just Maxwell. Y'all be like every week, Carlotta. Every week, I mean, Carlotta. Like my friends be like, every, are you gonna play a Maxwell song? Are you? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's the ongoing joke, like you know, like I have a Beyonce joke. It's a it's Beyonce, and you know. Maxwell, okay, yeah, so Bay, yes, Bay, bad habits. Uh, yeah, it's birthday, it's, it's birthday month for Bay. Like, it's his birthday, May 23rd. Oh my goodness, Gemini, we're almost there. Oh my god, I imagine Gemini's season will get even weirder. You know, Gemini's season is the season I really feel that strange people come out. Like, you know, I feel extra hyper during Gemini season. I feel like I'm. <laughs> Like I'm bouncing off the wall. <laughs> Gemini season, season. So I, I always say Taurus season is the calm before the storm. Like you know, they always show Scorpios that meme. I don't know if you guys have seen that meme where it says Scorpio, uh, Scorpio season coming right up, and there'd be people in masks and like skeleton masks and and in the hoodies and scary stuff on skateboards and stuff. But that's not really us. I don't believe. I believe that is Gemini. I think somebody took that and put our name on it, but it really Gemini. <laughs> I can see Gemini's with skeleton faces on and on skateboards. <laughs> That's really nice shit. <laughs> it's really Gemini stuff, okay? Yeah, I totally think it's Gemini stuff. It's totally what Gemini's would do, like terrorizing. They're to terrorizing for the twins. They're the twin. Except for it'd be two, like two skeletons of every kind. <laughs> just they're out here just to like it's. Gemini season, we should terrorize. You don't know how, but we're going to do it. <laughs> and we're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but the Maxwell's a Gemini, so he's on that May 23 cusp. And it's his, it's his 50th. Oh, my God, it's a special birthday. It's a 50. Oh, my God, they're so fun. I love 50. Half a century birthdays are fun. I know. I've had mine. It was a great, I had a great, listen. I had a great 50th. My 50th was bomb. My whole 50 year, the 50th year was it. It was great. I'm good. I can't wait till 51. Okay, 50 was dope. I had a great time. I mean, you know, 51 is gonna be even dope, but 50 was dope. Like I was like, oh my god, what's 60 gonna be like? Oh my god, it's like I don't. Know, it, it's so weird because I just don't really know how to do this. Like I don't feel like a half a century, but I am, and I'm like, hey, am I really? Like, I can feel it. I don't even feel it. I'm like, I can feel it because of my bones and stuff. You know, when I, after I exercise, like today I had a workout. After I worked out, I was like, oh. When I said that, I was like, oh, no, in the world. Like, <laughs> I can feel it then. But, you know, basically, I mean, I love being, I don't know. I like it, and I, you know, and I, but I don't feel it. So I don't really know. I'm enjoying it, but I, I just say, hey, I bring a different flavor to it. I I have no clue. <laughs> like I don't know if I should be. I was telling my girlfriend the other day, just you know, Maxwell's coming up in Vegas. So I was like, oh my god, you know, I've got to find what I'm going to wear. So I'm going to Maxwell in Vegas. Yes, okay, yeah. My girlfriend was like, okay. My girlfriend kept asking me, are we going? Are you going to Maxwell in Vegas? I'm like, uh, she's like, quit lying. You're. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so I, I plan to, I hope to. And so I was like, oh, my God. And I saw this cute lady. And I said, oh, you think I should wear this? Does that look too young for me? And she was like, huh? And I was like, you know, because I am 50 now, you know? And she was like, oh, key. And I was like, yeah. She was like, you really don't know how young you act. You could wear that. <laughs> and I was like, is that a compliment or is that a – hold up. Because I didn't know whether I should take it as a compliment or has a, like, uh, is it that a compliment or is that an insult? Are you saying I act young? Like, oh, you act and look. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's beautiful to say I look it. But acting, what does that mean? <laughs> but she meant it in a good way. But I was like, okay, okay, I feel like I'm excited. I feel like I can get away with it. So I was like, okay, wow, well, that's good. I feel good. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I'm like, so I don't, that's where I'm at in this 50 thing. You know, you're like, what do you do? What do you wear? So, you know, with me and I think it's different, you know, especially when you're a man and you're a rock star, you know, 50, you know, it's going to seem like, you know, you might be scared because you're getting older because of your career and stuff. But, when you got to look so naturally, oh, you're going to be just fine. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? When women are 50, we're like, like, you know, we're kind of, like, I had a girlfriend, my girlfriend, one of my girlfriends a few years ago got divorced, and she was in, you know, at her 50s, and she's like, you know, I said, are you scared? I mean, you know, dating again? And she's like, I can't think about that. I got to do what I got to do. And what is scarier for a woman, you know, because as we age, um, and especially in today's time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, I mean, like I saw something the other day, and I was like, really? Like somebody put up something, and they had a meme about Lala. It was Lala and Kim, and they were saying something like, um, uh Discount being dumpster discount being because they were they're over forty and I was like whoa like that's how people certain groups of people start to feel about women as they age it's crazy like and it always disturbs me that kind of language and talking like that so sometimes I say Lala and them are gorgeous what are they talking about. But it always disturbs me because um, I think about that young lady, Christy, who, who jumped off the building because she, one of the reasons, not wasn't the whole reason, but one of the reasons was she had a fear of getting older. And I'm just like, you don't give a, I don't give a damn what people think, okay? Because you know what? It's going to be a long time for this hit the wall, right? Okay? Okay? Let y'all know over here. <laughs> Right, I don't care about all them little funky ass. You know, they make you think for a minute, then you realize, like, you know, what, whatever, baby. But you know, you, you, you. Uh, not everybody is as strong and has, you know, it's different for women in society as we age. But you gotta listen. It is for me. My older years, I cannot lie to you. Like this, my fourth decade and my fifth decade. It started the fifth decade have been some of the most growing um, powerful uh times for me. I mean so full of growth, so full of lessons. Um fear still exists, but 
not quite in the same way as it did in your 20s and 30s. It's such a listen. Youth is beautiful too, but aging is oh, it's dope. I mean, if you let it be, you know what I'm saying. It can be one of the most empowering times for yourself, you know. And so, uh, yeah. And as a woman, you have to do it. You you have to be tough with it. You know what I'm saying. But for males, I feel like aging, I know males have this thing too, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I feel like it could be a good thing, you know? Happy birthday, early birthday, Maxwell. I think you should be good. Okay. All right, so on to the news. Man, Clarence Thomas, I'm still out here trying to take Clarence Thomas. Democrats, you cannot get Clarence Thomas. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? I see, I see the movie. Y'all really trying. I don't think you're going to get it, though. You might, though. Terrence Thomas' tangled web gets worse and worse. Senator Durbin, uh, this is according to Newsweek.com, it says, Supreme Court Justice Thomas, Terrence Thomas is stuck in a tangled web of ethics concerns that just get worse, according to one leading Democrat on Sunday. Over the past several weeks, Thomas has become embroiled in a scandal concerning his longtime relationship with Harlan Crow, a businessman and major donor to conservative political causes. The initial reports from ProPublica found that Crow had taken the justice and his wife, Jenny Thomas, on luxury vacations and given him numerous gifts, none of which the justice officially disclosed. In his defense, Thomas said that Crow was simply a close friend and that he had been advised early on that his gifts did not need to be disclosed, points which experts and critics have disputed. Colin and Kathy Crow are among our dearest friends, and we've been friends for over 25 years. The justice said in a statement previously obtained by Newsweek, has friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips during more than a quarter century we have known them. Early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. Subsequent reporting has continued to turn up evidence of a financial relationship between Thompson and Crow, including the businessman buying a house and letting the justice mother live in it rent fee and paying boarding tuition for justice's grandnephew. The laundry list of reports have raised significant concerns for many that Crow was working to influence Thomas's decision on the court. Stop right there, okay? I am not a Clarence Thomas fan. Let me say that right away, okay? Some things I can agree with some of Clarence's decisions, some of them I do not, okay? But, so, but I don't think, I don't like games, and I don't like when any, either party play them. And this is, the Democrats have now become the party of these, uh, to me, scrupulous powers, because they take turns using different parties, right? Right now, the Democrats are up to back, and the scrupulous powers are using them. Uh Clarence Thomas, get his seat fair and square. If you're going to take Clarence Thomas' seat, let's see how many in Congress have been bought gifts, okay, because you're legislators. How many of you have been bought gifts? Democrats, Republicans, how many judges on the court that used to be in, on to the left have gotten the same gifts and everything over the years from friends? I want to see. Let's open up the books. Ah, that's how I feel. I feel. You know what I feel like right now? I'm being very biblical tonight. Like Jesus, remember when they brought in a woman who got caught, having, you know, with, in adultery? 
remember that when they brought her in the um brought her in before Jesus and 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 they didn't bring the man child, but they brought her in, okay. And they said, This woman, you know, look at her, she's an adulteress and Jesus they said, Jesus was smooth with it. Jesus spit down in the sand and just started writing. Now, nobody has has people speculate of what they thought Jesus was writing, but the Bible says that one by one her accusers begin to leave. They leave as Jesus writing out the sand. Most people think Jesus was writing the names of these things, Pharisee people that had committed adultery. <laughs> like some people believe that that's what Jesus was writing in the sand, and Jesus gives up and says, "He who is without sin cast the first stone." And he's like, oh, well, I'm seeing you. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus tell her, go and sin no more. Okay. Right. Listen here, Republicans and Democrats. He who is without sin, y'all cast that first stone. Not the news media with their own self. You cast the first stone. I want to see the Democrat. I want to see Congress. It's all y'all. Y'all didn't. Well, AOC a couple of years ago was at the Met Gala. Well, she's here. That's a, uh, what, how she get tickets to the Met Gala? Nah, we're going to be cute out here. How many gifts has she got? Okay. Because she's a legislator. I want to know. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how many did Ruth get when she was sitting up on that court before she died. Now, this is just y'all trying to get the court, get a, another, get somebody's seat, because y'all started on John Roberts the other day, too, trying to get them two seats. Because y'all feel y'all don't know when the next time is going to come up where y'all can get a seat that y'all can fulfill with the with another liberal person. But, baby, you got to wait your turn. Quit being so obvious. It's obvious what y'all trying to do. And ain't none of y'all without seeing. Ain't none of y'all without. Ain't none of y'all in Congress. They got nothing to be coming at the Clarence Thomas because somebody's buying him gifts. And why I think it's, uh, they should be telling that kind of stuff. Because that is influence, but all y'all do it. Most of y'all do it. Most of y'all do it. And that's all do. They do. That's why you can't, listen, I never liked the Supreme Court having lifetime terms. Never. I know they legislators, but to me, they should have retirement. When retirement is up, then they should retire. Like they lifetime terms. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, tw- 25 years on the seat at the most, okay? Uh, so I understand legislation. I totally think Congress should have terms. And uh, because after being somewhere so long, you can become corrupt, either party. And that's why I don't like the American people. I, I really love black people. That's my hope is that black people start to understand that politicians are not your friends. Don't take it so personally. Don't get so angry when uh, when when uh, one of them showing blatant racism and one of them showing uh, subtle racism because they both the same. You don't care. Who cares if they like you or not? You know where they stand. You got to think of them both as not liking you. The question is, what are you going to do for me? And what have you done for me lately? And you ain't got to like me. I just want to make sure that you ensure that you do what you do, what you're supposed to do. And you ain't going to come here and be disrespectful to us, but you're going to have to do what you need to do. And if black people got like that and then put so much emotions in politics, me, 
if we understood that not one politician is to be trusted because they go wherever the vote goes and the money goes, we would understand the game. And we wouldn't have no friends in politics. Very interesting, okay? Very interesting how they're trying to run up here and get clearance to see. I see the game. I see the game y'all playing. Crazy. Man, I saw this story I thought was hilarious, okay? It's from Hollywood Unlocked. It says, Atlanta women known as the boot girls go viral for removing car boots for $50, claiming they're fighting against predatory city booting. <laughs> Uh, they sisters was out here making money too. They, <laughs> but let me let y'all listen to them, okay? See if I can let y'all hear them. That's it. I'm gonna get y'all the sound in a minute. Uh, it's hard for me to get out of sound. Uh, mm-hmm. But boots on their wheels in private lots in Atlanta. Now that their videos on social media are starting to go viral. And it is expanded out of nowhere. The boot girls will swoop in and remove a boot from your car for a flat fee of $50. It's controversial because private parking lot companies own the boot and put it on there. The city of Atlanta allows them to charge you up to 75 bucks a day every day the boot is on your car. Predatory. Predatory. Kristen right. Barrett is the one Just who like started that. selling the keys that unlock Atlanta boots in the first place about a year ago. She's holding someone hostage. You're holding somebody for ransom. $75 or you can't go anywhere. I'm not leaving my car in the middle of downtown. Well, those say like you shouldn't park illegally. As opposed to, hey, a ticket. Put your ticket, walk away. You can just drive off with the ticket. And there's a video right now of a door dasher who parked for two seconds just to go grab an order. I mean, the guy's doing door dash. It's kind of a sad video. He was really emotional about it. He could not afford the seven. He just did not have it. This week, he says he sold nearly $50,000 worth of keys. That's more than 300 orders. Atlanta police say it's not illegal to own one, but using it to unlock a private lot's boot could lead to charges like criminal trespass and theft of service. I believe the police are stretching with that one. The boot girls said they're not sharing their identity anytime soon. We already have people that don't like us, so we rather just cover our identity anyway. It may be risky. Okay, girls, y'all just should have maybe disguised yourself a little bit more, but child, listen here. Okay, I kind of understand that because it is kind of predatory. $75 a day and when inflation's hard out here and everything, and especially with somebody like a DoorDash person or something, these women are probably, you know, considered sheroes and they, they tan in Atlanta, okay? So I ain't going to hate. I'm not going to hate. It's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a hard times out there. And putting a boot on somebody's car for $75 a day is crazy. <laughs> That's wild, man, just wild, okay? All right, drought to lead to spaghetti and pizza sauce shortage. Lord, child, now, y'all know spaghetti is the poor, no, no, I'm going to say it. It's people who ain't got no money, people cook spaghetti, so spaghetti stretches, okay? And pizza's good for a quick meal because you can get pizzas out here for cheap. So don't think it's uh, not it's not lost on me that it's, these, are, these are foods that people use 
when inflation is high and money's uh, uh, scarce to feed their families and stuff. Steady can last two or three days, and depending on how big your family is, you can get a pizza, a big pizza, and last a couple of days or two. Okay, so hey, and you can get them for cheap. This is according to uh, 973thedog.com. It says, has it things can get worse? Now there's a wor- there's word that the ongoing drought in the western United States could affect the prices you pay for pizza and the sauce you put on your pasta. That's right. We could be looking at a major tomato shortage across the country and across the world this fall, okay? Extremely dry conditions in California, a drought that is being called the worst in more than 1,200 years, would be the reason why you and I might be paying more for our favorite tomato-based products and uh, recipes. California is responsible for about 25% of the world's tomatoes and tomato-based products. You may have already noticed there have been increases in prices of cans of tomato sauce and ketchup during the summer months. These products are actually increasing in fat and price faster than the average inflation rate, and their costs are expected to go higher. If you haven't noticed a price increase for ketchup and tomato paste, then get ready for the sticker shot the next time you head to the grocery to purchase one of those items. Tomato wholesalers say their prices have increased as much as 80% over the past year, and those higher prices are just now beginning to make their way to consumers. Looking at prices over the past month, tomato sauce is up about 17% from one year ago, while the price of ketchup has increased about 23% in just a year's time. Eventually, those prices will increase. We'll make it it to your pizza or your french fries so that you can can't say we didn't warn you they were coming, okay? Um, that is crazy. So, we're, we, I mean, we people are, they're saying that food shortages, and that's another thing. Let me see if I have that up, too, while I'm talking about this stuff here. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's get this here. Food shortages might be the next uh, uh, real threat. They're saying this is from DailyMail.com. It says the real fungus threat isn't a zombie apocalypse, but but global starvation. Scientists say fungal infections are devastating crops on a hotter planet, and we're firing uh, blanks back at them. Okay, it says the smash television zombie show The Last of Us was too close for comfort for food scientist Sarah Group. While the apocalyptic HBO drama focused on the fungal infections turning mankind into crazed zombies, the more pressing threat is how they ravage what we eat, she says. The University of Exeter Exeter expert warns of devastating impact on wheat, rice, corn, soybeans, potatoes, and other crops that keep the planet's 8 billion people alive. Dangerous fungi are spreading north as the planet heats up, and the fungicides farmers use against them are getting less effective as they adapt to resist man's chemicals, she says. The imminent threat here is not about zombies, but about global starvation, said Good in reference to the hit series. Um, While the storyline is science fiction, we are warning that we could see a global health catastrophe caused by the rapid global spread of fungal infections as they develop increasing resistance in a warming world. Mm. Fungal pathogens are already a big threat to farming, causing billions of dollars in losses each year. As temperatures rise, these pathogens can produce 
that spread faster, leading an increased severity and frequency of crop damage. Child, so y'all just get ready. Okay, this food going to be high. They're going to make it cease to raise these prices up. It's some, ugly, it's some ugly shenanigans going on in this world, okay? The theme of the show today is God ain't mocked, okay? That's all I got to say up in here. Hey, it's crazy out in these streets, okay? Food charges, child. Wow, okay? Uh, let's talk about Miss Janelle Monet out in these streets, okay, at the Met Back Gala. Miss Janelle Monet decided that she was going to take out that damn suit. And I've been saying this for years. Like, when's she going to take out that suit? Child, you be, she's such a pretty girl. That's me drinking, okay? But I'm like, she's such a pretty girl. Why is she? Yes, I hear that. Last, that's my little straw. Y'all hear that sound. <laughs> but it says, she's such a cute girl. I wondered always why she had the suit on. Remember, she used to wear that ugly hair, sad, that proper door. Well, she finally done stopped. She finally didn't realize, I want to sell some records out here. I need to be sexy like the rest of the girls. They said, we're so, and this is a form according to Bossup.com. They're saying, we're so glad uh, Janae Monet decided to unlock her full body potential that was on full display at the Star State of Met Gala, where she stunned in a see-through Tom Brown dress before stripping down into a barely there body fit and that immediately went viral across social media. And a quick question and answer uh, with uh, Essence, Monet revealed that Jamaican food and sex were the secret to her southern physique, and uh, and that continues to elevate her to elite baddie fashion. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, I mean, girl was dancing on bars. Okay. Remember, this is a girl who was talking to me about massaging you and all that, honey, not no more. Uh, she was out there having her a good time, okay? Partying. Showing booty and hips. She said, it says, Monet's latest slay comes a few months after she responded to a fan who compared her to the Monopoly man. <laughs> it says, Janelle Monet finally showed, showed off how five she is instead of dressing like the Monopoly man where you just treated going viral. Uh, uh, a great sport, Janelle joked that she's not releasing any new music since so many people wanted to laugh at her at her expense. Okay, uh, listen, <laughs> listen, Janelle. Nobody is. She said. She said thirty-four, five point seven likes, thousand likes. No new tour. Hope it was worth it, beloved. Uh, listen, Janelle. Me and you know, and everybody knows. Ain't nobody checking for that music. Maybe they are checking for some little live performance because people are curious to see you. But ain't nobody checking. Uh, <laughs> I don't even. I think I. I remember. I, I asked several people this. And she's a, she's from Kansas City, so you know I don't be one to be mean. And I do like a couple of songs. What's that electric song or something like that? This is the song she did with a bear, Eric Badu or something. It's about two of them. I like. But, but I've asked people, several people. Like when I've been around them, I say, you know who Janelle Monet is, right? And they be like, yeah, girl. I be like, name five songs Janelle Monet do. He's like, girl, stop. See? <laughs> this is people just bringing them. You know, she just got, I don't know how, Janelle, I mean, she do, they can't even name the movies. Oh, they can't even name the movie that, <coughs> excuse me, her and the real popular movie uh, with her and Taraji and them, the black movie. Was it the figures? Hidden figures. They don't even name that. They be like, huh? Uh, 
What's that name? What's that name of that movie? <laughs> she know the right people. I know that. Now Monet know the right people, right? She know the right people. She know the right people out in these streets. But I know somebody tired of nobody not being able to name five of her sons, okay? Janelle Monet done got butt naked and started dancing on bars, baby. So Janelle want to sell some records. And what was the song she was singing? They said it was a new song she was singing. One of her new songs on top of the board. It was something about kissing. It was something about, what was the song called? What was the name of that song, y'all? Janelle Monet was singing on top of the board. What was it? I'm trying to see what the name was saying. He was saying. Oh, I, I like lipstick on my neck. Is that new? Because, you know, I can't name five songs. They say it was new. It's a, it's a, it's a nice song. Like lipstick on my neck. Y'all gonna like that because she have neck now. It's gonna go. Yes, Lord. I know that's right, Janelle Monet. Still, these records got these streets, girl. Get on them bars. It's inflation's high out here. You have to take off the monopoly suits because it is high. You can't just be out there known by name only. You got to get some checks. Catch me up. I do it every time. Name, you know Janelle Monet. Yes. Girl, name five of her sons. Huh? Name five, name two movies. <laughs> no, 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 no shade. No shade. I'm impressed. I'm impressed like hell. I'm impressed. No, no, no. Janelle Monet is one of the few people I'm impressed with. Like, like people can't name five songs and they can't name two movies. But she popular. Her name is out in these streets. Like, man, it's a different kind of world we live in. The fame, you know? You can be famous. Like, like she kind of like a Kardashian with talent. But nobody knows her for her talent. They just know, oh, she real pretty. Oh, she's so pretty. She a doll baby. And she actually got some, she's actually kind of dope. I mean, she's a dope performer. She was just too odd at first. You know, it's kind of too weird with them. Because it, it seemed like, I mean, I ain't going to try, I ain't trying to throw no shade in Janelle Monet. But it was this chick in the UK, I remember, that used to perform a white chick that used to have the same seeds you got with the Monopoly suit. And she used to have her hair with that frumpador or whatever that thing was on her hair. It was a white girl that used to do the same thing before you. And I was wondering, did Janelle Monet borrow from her thinking nobody would know? Because I like a lot of UK stuff. So I'd be like, that's why I, I kind of seen it. And so I was like, oh, she looks like, she looks she look like that other girl. But I digress. Ain't my business. But I'm just saying, okay? None of y'all can name five sons. I don't talk to a lot of people. Can't nobody name five sons. No, no. You have to be a true Janelle Monet. If you name five Janelle Monet sons, then if you name two, I know you're serious. You, you really love them. <laughs> I ain't about your sons no more. You ain't got Janelle understanding. That's why she's getting. I hear nudity. She understand what the deal is. I ain't mad at her. Don't do your get on get your Rihanna and Beyonce on out here. Okay, Janelle, good for you. Usher and Chris Brown. Yeah, they say Usher and Chris Brown got into a fight. A Chris Brown. 
Listen, at first I thought when I heard it, because I was like, what is Usher doing hanging out with Chris Brandt? Like, what? Because, you know, this is... This is when, you know, when you, listen, I understand. You know when you try to hang out with people that ain't in your league, you got to know. I learned this years ago, okay? When you, I mean, not in a bad way, okay? It's just that sometimes we got different leagues, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you got people, you got, you may have like family and friends who you love to death, but they on that rowdy tip. Like they in the league of the rowdy crew people. They like to, you know, they like to, you never know what's going to happen. So you like or you at one of their get-togethers and stuff, you got to time yourself and keep a look at it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, okay, I got 30 minutes to an hour. I'm going to stay through here, greet and meet. So I'll be like, greet, make an appearance, greet and meet. Hey, go around the party. Yeah, hey, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, give me a hug. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, boo. You know, and then you know that after you did all the greet and meet you stand around for about five or ten minutes. You might make a major appearance. Like if you do a major something, you might get out there and dance with the relatives or have some fun or play a card game real for about five, ten minutes real quick. That shows you sat down and got comfortable. But your your timing thirty minutes to an hour in the type of environment. So you know you better get the hell out for some pop off or some of the relatives start acting crazy or the family member or the friend or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you gotta meet and greet this, you know, this. Okay. But then I found out that Chris Brown, Usher, gave this party for Chris Brown. I'm like, Usher? Now, they say Usher got allegedly out of 10 from Tasha K on Tasha K's thing, uh, YouTube thing, that, that Usher got some of the same management people has, uh, has Chris Brown. But I was like, Usher, Chris, even though very talented, is not in your league, meaning – and wait, listen, I know Usher got a lot, had a lot of them had a lot of bad press the last few years. Yeah, we know, okay, we know about these ST, alleged STD, alleged STDs out in these streets and these alleged settled cases. Y'all remember the girl, the big cyborg. But me and my friend was having a discussion about this because we was listening to For No Fame, right? I love For No Fame. If y'all haven't listened to For No Fame, and come on YouTube on weekdays at the morning at 7 a.m., he is hilarious. I don't agree with everything he say. I got to always make that disclaimer. But he is hilarious to listen to and fun. And he having some different, a great perspective on his pop culture and stuff like that. But he was bringing up, you know, the Usher, you know, STV scandal, okay? And so we was talking about, you remember when he was dating that plus size? Allegedly. See, it was a girl. She was, she was pretty, but she was big, and she was one of the lawsuits. Oh, yes, she was. For Usher, you know, the, back in the day, right? And I was like, see, you be thinking people got a type. And it, everybody was like, uh-uh, honey. Okay. Okay, they, she was one of the lawsuits, okay, too. Apparently getting it in, allegedly was, but that's why I digress from all that. But child, don't be thinking what people type is, okay? Mm-hmm. She's like Lizzo. Okay. Lizzo is beautiful, but that's what she was. She was like a pretty Lizzo. Like Lizzo, no, Lizzo is pretty. She was like Lizzo, like beautiful big girl. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Let me tell you all I didn't. I'm just saying allegedly that's what the rumors was at. Y'all be getting, I know how y'all girls be doing, y'all be getting them BVLs, 
some blood injections and, and feel everything to get y'all uh, a usher. And he over there dropping it like it's hot with Big Mama. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. But anyway, five, okay. So we know usher been going through his problem, but they, he done made a comeback. Okay, thanks to Vegas and skating. Okay, Usher has made a come back out in the streets. All right, now to me, Usher, you should be throwing like you the type of dude you should be throwing Maxwell's party this year, or, or throwing a party for D'Angelo, or, or a new addition, something like something on your level that all that looks like on your level. Chris Brown, man, I don't know if you should be messing with. It's like that lead thing. That's your friend that kind of can pop off and kind of crazy. So you got to send them a gift for Christmas or make a drive-through to the party they have. You can't be throwing it because you know what kind of friend it is. You know what I'm saying? You love them, but you know they get wild and crazy out in the street. So you got to be careful. Apparently, Usher didn't get that memo. So let's talk about it. Apparently, Chris Brown's study for his birthday bash ended with violence, at least according to this is from Hot News hiphop.com. It says, at least according to various online sources, moreover, the R&B singer and his crew allegedly jumped Usher at an event, which is shocking considering their close relationship. While the story is unconfirmed and still mostly the result of gossip and speculation, there's been no shortage of reports on it from all angles. Even though some people won't believe it until they see video evidence, most others are wondering what went down. From what these stories indicate, it wasn't a matter of personal beef, but rather a result of defending the victim of Brown's action. To elaborate, Usher threw Chris Brown a skate party for his big big day, which also included guests like Mario, Bow Wow, and many more. However, at a certain point of the night, reportedly things got pretty heated as Brown was quite drunk. Not only that, but he was apparently being disrespectful to Tiana Taylor, approaching her in an intoxicated manner. Then reports allege multiple people got involved in the argument, and it's unclear what disrespect he directed towards her. Um Allegedly, at one one among the people who tried to turn Chris Brown down was none other than Usher himself, who tried to calm him down, who tried to steer him away. Apparently, at some point during the fact, see, that's why you don't give him the party. Brown called R&B star a coward and, and left the venue with his team. Then the confession singer reportedly walked outside to meet the beautiful people artists in order to talk to him and calm him down. It was at that moment where sources say Brown and his entourage attacked Usher. Not only that, but apparently... Uh, but it was apparently so bad the singer got a bloody nose. Of course, Breezy is no stranger to controversial, you know, about he, y'all know he ain't, okay? But apparently that uh, people were speculating because Usher had on, he showed his face all on social media, and he was showing that he had no bruises. They never confronted the situation and said whether it was true or not. But uh, people speculate that nothing happened because his face looked clear. Well, maybe he didn't get bruised, or maybe he had on makeup. Celebrities wear makeup all the time to cover up his black eye or his bruising or something like that. Next, he was performing at Friends and Lovers Festival. A lot of y'all don't understand business is business, okay? And Usher, it might have his, he may be part of that festival, but it probably is not his festival alone, okay? And Chris Brown is already booked, baby. Ain't no way they leaving that money on the table, okay? Whether they was a fight or not. Didn't nobody get killed. And nobody in critical condition. Chris, get your ass to the stage, okay? No matter what went down. Apparently, Chris Brown got into another argument 
allegedly an altercation at the place. Now, there's video evidence of that. Now, I will say this. First of all, I'm tired of y'all comparing Chris Brown to Michael Jackson. Chris Brown is no Michael Jackson. I will say Chris Brown is talented, or he was really talented. I'm going to say he was really talented. Chris Brown was really talented, and hopefully one day he will come back. Right now he's looking like suspect. He, some of the music he's put out, it sound the same, a lot the same. Y'all, y'all lying. Only song I like that Chris done had out in the last several years is, what's it, China? China? Wow, or whatever the song is, China. China something and go crazy. Okay, Chris, this Chris needs to sound the same. Okay, he's not that talented. I mean, musically, he's okay. He's doing the same ish. Okay, he's not a. It's not really all that. Okay, you cannot compare Chris Brown to Michael Jackson. Maybe glorified Trey songs. Oh, I said it. I said it. He could have been Michael Jackson, but his behavior and his and, and his alleged behavior and his alleged issues have caused him to not be anything greater than a glorified Trey Song. But he couldn't have never been Michael Jackson. We lying to us. No, let me, I'm, let me take it back. He could never be Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a whole nother level. It's, a, it's something y'all ain't never seen before, and y'all ain't going to never see. When you hear these people out here telling me he could have been the next Michael Jackson, they ha- they, even though they was born in the 80s, and so they, they didn't have no concept of what they were seeing on Michael Jackson, which tells me how dumb they was. I mean, like, no concept. Michael Jackson wasn't just big because he was singing and dancing. Michael Jackson had a whole imaging, and he had a family that was famous. And he had, he had been famous since he was like six or seven, nine or something like that. And he had tons of hit records. And he had a group he was in at first. And, Mike, and Michael Jackson had one of the, the, the weirdest and strangest um, iconic uh, personality. So the, the, the when you when, to me you cheapen the sense of Michael Jackson. The, the 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 because somebody can dance, you cheapen the greatness of what Michael Jackson was by doing that. Because Michael Jackson, you ain't seen nothing like Michael Jackson. The world was a lot bigger place when Michael Jackson was out in the eighties, and Michael Jackson sold that many records in the eighties. Like, it was crazy. Chris Brown in the 80s would have just been MC Hammer that could sing. Facts. Because Michael Jackson was more than just a singer and dancer. Michael Jackson was really a magical, magical phenomenal. His personality was very different, odd. It was, he was a, a asexual energy, a weird, strange um, thing, it was something else that made Michael Jackson Michael Jackson and gave him that it factor. And Chris Brown ain't got that. Now, he may have some similarities from a little bit of dance, but not really that much in that. So a lot of people who are in denial about what has happened to Chris Brown trying to hype him by saying that. But Chris Brown is nothing more than a glorified Trey Funk. I said what I said. I said what I said. I'm, I'm serious about this. Glorified, glorified. Like you said, 
glorified. He ain't worth killing. He should glorify Trey Song. And I want to say this because, you know, I probably actually care to care what happens to Chris Brown. And if you people out here keep lying, like hats, Usher, if you got your ass kicked by his uh, uh, his his people, then you need to make sure you need to ban him from everything. You need to be you need to be telling him, yeah, no, that's the last time I give a party. That's the, you ain't got to tell what happened, but you need to make it clear that it happened because it's people covering for him that is not helping him if he's doing these things. It is not helping him to cover for him. It is not bringing about any growth. Now, do I believe Chris Brown could have been something special? Yeah, about 15 years ago. What was it when when the... when was this this Christmas, that last movie? That's the yeah. Not Michael Jackson, but something special. Has he done that? No. Glorified Trey. No offense to Trey Sons, by the way, okay? But I'm just saying. And if y'all out here covering for this young man doing foul, dumb stuff. You're not going to help him. And when, if these things that they're saying about him is true, because, baby, it ain't no joke out here in these drug streets. And if y'all keep allowing, I don't want to hear none of y'all. If this boy fall out somewhere because he done got a allegedly, allegedly, he done got to hold to something bad. I don't want to hear nobody coming. He was such a so shut up. I want y'all all to shut up because you covered, you you didn't help him, you didn't help his growth. You pacifying him. It doesn't help cover for him if these things are true. Sad. He needs help if these things are true. He needs therapy and rehabilitation, like rehab. I heard Sharil say that today on Sharil's world. He needs therapy and rehab. I agree. Long overdue. Y'all just out here just coming. He's so talented. He's like the next Michael Jackson. Lie. Chris, don't let him hype you up like that. It's a long, you a long ways from that. You a long, long, long. Michael Jackson was not just the typical artist that you can just jump up and be Michael Jackson. I hate that. I hate that these artists today, because Michael Jackson was the blueprint, like Michael Jordan's the blueprint, and they always try to cheapen Jordan's reign. They try to cheat in Michael Jackson's reign too, because they desire so much to be what they were, what those people, what that 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 energy was at that time. But you, it's hard to capture that energy today in this time. 
what they did was extraordinary because actually they didn't have the internet or anything. And to be a worldwide phenomenal phenomenon in those times is crazy. So no, it's not the next Michael Jackson. There is no next Michael Jackson. There is only one Michael Jackson, okay? Uh and but could he have been something special and great? Yes. But so far that's not happened. He's been stuck perpetually back in about two that was a two thousand nine, two thousand eight, he's just stuck. No growth, it looks like. Just my opinion. And a bunch of people covering for him. So, yeah, don't help this man. Y'all don't help this poor boy out here, okay? In a man's body. And, Chris, don't get mad at me because I'm the one person that's telling some truth. And the one person that's telling some truth, you need to listen to. You need to. How you help yourself is to not listen. If you know you reckless and wild, it's to go and you know that you ain't being your best self. You know you ain't using your fullest potential that God has given you. And you need to take your butt to rehab and get some help. And you need to get some therapy for that anger. Somebody care about you, tell you the truth. People who don't care about you won't tell you the truth. They'll just keep you coming to the parties and like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So what? You know, if you would be, be my ass, I'd be out here on the t- Yeah, he needs some help. Because people, people who care about you want to see you do well. They don't cover for you unless you spiral into a hole. That's what's wrong with a lot of these celebrities. They be letting them spiral all out. They be letting them go crazy. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Chloe Bailey silences album sales and controversy by selling out shows owning her own day in Atlanta, according to HollywoodUnlocked.com. After going viral for repeatedly selling 10,000 units in her first week of her debut album in pieces, Chloe Bailey is silencing the critics in her album sales controversy by selling out shows and earning her own day in Atlanta. Following news of selling just 10,000 units in her debut album, Chloe Bailey addressed the controversy that she and Beyonce received, but moving forward, she is now letting her work speak for herself. So, despite her low sales, Chloe has been silencing all the critics by continuing to trend online by selling out shows and by not earning herself her own day in Atlanta. As we previously shared a few weeks ago, social media fired off some harsh tweets and comments on Instagram after Chart Daily claimed that Chloe sold 10,000 units of her Aunt Pieces album. Okay, others slammed Chloe and her team for having booked in having her booked in Disney and movies and not forth, putting forth her album on the billboards. I disagree. I think they have done us a lot of giving her a lot of publicity early on, the year before, the summer before. Chloe had two hit singles out, Surprise, and she had, and then she had that other. She had about three or four. She even did some features and stuff. That was the time they should have launched her. Where it's Beyonce's fault is they held her album back, and they instead launched her mentor, Renaissance. And so Chloe's album was pushed back. And, the, and then Chloe was allowed to make mistakes as a new artist. Like she was allowed to do crazy movies, be over-sexualized, and people didn't like it. People, the more Chloe was out there, he was like, hey, ooh, ooh, right? That's what happened. It was like, first she was like, oh, ooh, oh, oh. 
So, right, that's what happened. People started to to not really like what they were seeing, okay? Now, as far as for sell-out album sales, I mean, concert venues, uh, okay, uh, this is what I hate here. Well, a lot of times people try to do with artists to cover up bad things. But, you know, let me just say this. Chloe, uh, when they say that you have had sell-out shows, uh, I like to know how big the venues were. Cracker Jack boxes, you playing in clubs or the little small venues? Uh, did they have to do any Groupon sales? See, these are the questions we don't see. That's how they hype up people, and that's how they hype you up as artists because they start telling you, "Hey, you sold out the concert tonight," and you'd be wondering. But then you wonder, see, because a lot of people are curious about you, so they'll come pick the tickets because you you a big name. So a lot of people are buy the tickets to just say, oh, let me just see her perform because I've never seen her perform or everybody else is talking about her right now. But it won't translate into album sales. It won't translate into other branding uh, scenarios and people watching certain things or certain things like that. So you always have to look at an artist and see what's there because a lot of times they hide uh, a lot of things that are going on with these artists. Like one night I was at a concert where I saw an artist was not selling, okay? I knew the artist wasn't selling good. And they had a sold-out crowd that night at the show. Why? Because they put their tickets on coupon, and they did four for, you know, like 50 and four for 20, uh, 100, and a, and a hot dog and a Coke. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to y'all. Hey, 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 whatever way you got to do, whatever way you got to do, you got to live. Well, I was just telling them that's what happens a lot of times with these artists, okay? Which we're going to talk about. Hopefully we have time a little later on down my line trying to talk about Beyonce and Forbes trying to hype her ass out. Talking about she's going to sell more than Taylor Swift. I said, yeah, if she add on probably about 20 to 30 more shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it'd be illusions they'd be selling you out here. They love to sell you illusions. Okay? I remember back in the day, they were selling illusions back in the day. I remember one of my girlfriends was telling me about who worked for a record company was talking about how T-A-T-R, I mean, like T-R-L, MTV, and all that stuff, these them request lines and stuff, how that record companies would have phone banks calling in some of their artists uh, to keep make their artists number one on the charts, for the video charts, so they could get you brainwashed into doing it. They'd first do it for, do, for hire phone banks to do it for the first two weeks. I heard these rumors years ago. Okay, I even hear rumors of people back in the day going about people's they, they own records and stuff. Like just to child, child. They still be doing that with streaming stuff. Child, it's all kind of tricks out here to get y'all to think they more fancy than they are. And this is what creates these bubbles. And these artists be out here thinking they don't they can't they don't have to do no interviews they don't have to put in no groundwork especially and it's really stupid they think that in the day when inflation is high and people are spending their money less on things that you don't have to get out here and do no groundwork and convince people to come see you when you think you Michael Jackson and you ain't. You like a glorified Michael Jackson without the thriller. I said, I said, I keep being me. People think I be being me. I be trying to help people. Really, I do. So, Chloe, that's what I would say to sell our concert tickets, okay? They're trying to make it better for you. But, and, you know, it really, and so what you got a day in Atlanta? I mean, how many other stores are they giving a day? 
Jeez. It's just like the Hollywood story. You know, I want people to have the story on the Walk of Fame. Because I think the story of the, having a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame is pretty deep and impressive. It used to be, at least. But now, that, you know, they just giving them out like popcorn. But I still want, you know, great stars to have them. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, now it's, they're kind of keeping it um, because they've given too many people it. Like, I got to be some sort of other thing besides, you know, uh, $45,000. I mean, what is it, 50 I don't know, it got to be something else. I don't know, but I digress. But I still love the idea. Like, you know, I think certain artists still should have it because it's, a, it's, a, it's still nice to have. Um, are we ready to talk about uh, uh, Jay-Z before we go on break? Jay-Z, I hear that he, this, this kid done show back, this young man done show back up who looks a lot like him. He do it just by life. Saying he, with, you know, he, him and his mama had a, J.B. and his mama had a thing in 1983 when he was born, 1993. What's that young man's name? Let's talk about it. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, it's a lot. And it's a one kid over in D.C., one ain't another girl that looked like him, too. Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm not sure of this man. This little, this young man, he looks like him, but then he kind of don't. It's certain little things. I don't know. But it says, uh, this is according to DailyMail.com. It says, man 30 who insists Jay-Z is illegitimate, accuses rapper of abusing legal system for 10 years to avoid taking a paternity test as he files new Supreme Court motion to unseal decade-long case. I will win the laws on my side. Uh Ramir Satterwhite, who's now 30, has been entangled in a legal, legal battle with Jay-Z, 53, for 10 years over claims the rapper is his biological father. In February, Ramir filed a Supreme Court motion requesting that the case be unsealed, accusing Jay-Z of keeping it under wraps to avoid a paternity test. Uh, in a letter to DailyMail.com, Jay-Z's attorney denied Ramir's case, okay? Uh, the 30-year-old man claims he is a secret illegitimate son of Jay-Z and is the world-famous rapper of abuse and legal system. Um, he, he insisted that he wants nothing more than to see justice served and that he was stopping nothing to ensure it happens. He added that he wants nothing from the billionaire rapper who has been married to try shopping Beyonce other than Jay-Z to acknowledge him as his son. In a later DailyMail.com, Jay-Z's attorney denied Rimmer's claims, noting, the allegations have been previously reviewed thoroughly by courts and have been refuted. I am sure that will be the outcome of whatever filings Mr. Satterwhite is, is maybe currently considering, okay? Uh, he says, this is not going to be over until Justice is served, says, I just want to live my life, and when it's all said and done, I hope that Jay-Z will want to be a part of my life, if that is God's will. I won't stop fighting for this until I win. Ramirez, stop fighting for it. And let me just say why, okay? Uh, first of all, let me just say this for Jay-Z, okay? A lot of key people claim Jay-Z is their daddy, and this one girl that they allegedly over at D.C., baby, they think I receipts, and I don't think that I heard about some of the receipts. Mm-hmm. She old too, okay? Now, of course, the artists don't want to go to give their DNA, and I can't blame them. Every time somebody say, dang it, I done had a baby, be such and such uh, back in 1929, like me coming out. If I came out and said, I had a secret child with uh, 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 Maxwell back in 2016, and I bring up some little kid with, some, with an afro. You know what I'm saying? They're like, 
<laughs> and expect him to give a DNA test. You can't give all Billy Jean. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying these Billy Jean type of cases, because these men will be giving out their DNA all day long, okay? And, and, and stuff. And I understand a lot of these dummies, Not I'm not saying Maxwell, but I'm just using him for example, but a lot of these dummies do go around and have condomless sex like Nick Cannon and all that stuff. And Kyle, it makes it easy for women to come up with some claims like, man, here's my kid and stuff like that. However, here's my thing. Okay, Jay-Z, if you know you knew this woman and you know you was messing the fuck around with her in 1993, you a bum if you ain't having that DNA test. Okay, you a bum. Now, for Ramirez, you're 30-some years old, son. You done lived this long without Jay-Z, and I'm sure you want to know your history, and you want to know where you're from, and you want to know all these things and stuff like that. The child, you know what, if he don't want to be a part of your life, this is what I tell people. God is a father to the fatherless, okay? Tell Jay-Z he can kiss your butt. Leave Jay-Z living in his karma, okay? Time and life will give him. But you try to live your best and be your best self, if it's, if it's true. Now, it might not be true. It might be lies. I mean, your mama might lie to you. So she don't like your daddy and she want to live you with She want the fantasy of, they be your daddy, okay? <laughs> I know women that live that crap, okay? Because they didn't want the daddy to be who the daddy was, and they start lying because they, you know, they just, they don't like, they don't want who, you know, the, the daddy. so they might make up some elaborate lie. That could be the case. But even if it's not, so what? Because you really want somebody in your life that don't want to be bothered with you. That's a waste of time, money, and effort that you can be putting into your own life to do your own thing. What's going to happen once you find out he's your daddy? What if he is? Let's say Jay-Z your daddy. What's going to happen? Don't mean he ain't going to come and want to be in your life. If he's been denying you this much, he ain't going to want to be bothered. He don't want to be bothered. Okay? You ain't going to get to hang out with Blue Ivy and them. Go have lunch with stepmama Beyonce. Obviously, you don't want that. He's heartless and don't want to acknowledge his seed. And men, let me just tell you something. Be careful. Protect your seed out of these streets. Don't just go around here hoeing for you get you get a baby with somebody you don't want a baby with. And most of all, if you know you've been out here hoeing and you know you got some illegitimate kids out here, trust me, you better go if you you, you better go find you better you better trust me it's gonna come back on you. It hit and I believe it hit men harder when they know they got kids and they don't acknowledge them. I feel like it hits them harder. They become they start either becoming uh, drug addicts, alcoholics, all kind of stuff. Because, and I read a book about this too one time about uh, men, uh, men and their children, when men are not present in their children's lives, and what happens to men. And I forget the book I read it years ago. Very powerful book. <clears throat> it was based on a psychologist's research. But man, men have it hard from denying children. It ain't cool. Okay, billionaire, uh, no, uh, a dollar is, okay? Acknowledge your kids. Right? 
out in the streets to keep your father out. And Ramirez, who cares? Don't nobody want I wouldn't even want him. I'd be like, please he kiss my butt. He didn't want me. He didn't want He kept denying me. I ain't got time for that. All right. When I come back from a break, child, we're going to talk about who else we got to talk about. Let's go to a couple of stories there. I Kim Zodiac, child, getting a divorce from uh, Croy. Can y'all believe that? Tiger Woods out here in these streets, girlfriend is suing. So we're going to get to uh, uh, some more uh, news when I get back, all right? So meanwhile, let's listen to, uh, you know that I love you, Donnell Jones. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, you guys, we are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. And listen, I am talking, uh, I want to talk Title 42 real quick. Uh, this is from aljazuria.com. It's a Title 42 explosion at the U.S. Mexico border. Biden administration is preparing for an end of contentious U.S. policies that let authorities turn away most asylum seekers. Okay, a controversial pandemic era health rule that has allowed United States authorities to turn away most asylum seekers at the border with Mexico is set to expire this week. A policy shift that Washington expects to result in the spike in high and border crossings. Uh, the end of Title 42 on Thursday capped a prolonged legal battle between rights groups and U.S. President Joe Biden's administration, where also faced court challenges from several Republican-led states seeking to keep the restriction in place. Title 42 was first invoked by Pre- President Donald Trump in March 2020 on the pretext of stemming the spread of COVID-19. It has been used to rapidly expel people uh, more than 2.8 million times since drawing condemnation from uh, right groups. The Biden administration this month announced plans to send additional troops to the U.S.-Mexico border in anticipation of the policy's expiration, which coincides with the end of federal COVID-19 public health emergency on May 11. Uh, Washington has also implemented measures to discourage, discourage border crossings, including expedited screenings and deportations that observers said have continued to raise white right concerns. Um, Listen, let me just tell you this. This is simple. It is breaking the law when you cross the border illegally. We don't got no laws anymore on illegal immigration. There is no laws anymore for illegal people to be in the country. There is the law. They just they to hell with the law. Okay? Just come on over. And right now, this should be a more moratorium, in my personal opinion, on illegal immigration and any any kind of migration right now because Americans are struggling and you're giving money and support to people when your own country is suffering. While Americans struggle to pay their rent, you're paying for illegal aliens to stay $500 a day in hotels. There's even rumors that they're giving some people uh, money and cars. And meanwhile, Americans can't get from under a student debt and a student loan crisis. And Americans are seeing higher inflation and losing their jobs. Do you think it's smart to allow people to come over and you take care of them, you give them free health care, you put them on Medicaid and Medicare when Americans are struggling to get anything. That is horrible. The Bible says, is a, I'm using Bible a lot. It says a man don't take care of his house is worse than the infidel. Right now, these politicians in America is worse than the infidel because they're not taking care of their home. They're not taking care of America, and Democrats in particular think it's cool to take care of other groups. America is suffering. And the dumb Congress, too. And some Republicans, too. It's just idiotic. And you create a powder keg in the country. You create a powder keg of angry people. You just had a man student with some person talking about they need a Nazi and all this bull crap. And it ain't because of some shows they listen to. 
It's because people are angry. The environment and the energy is making it angry. You're just putting out these shows and stuff and, and stuff to start a, a march against free speech. Y'all got to be very careful. It's the demons that they want to give people. They really, I see, I see, they just listening to this show, and that's what causes them to go shoot somebody. It's just bull crap. It's just as much of bull crap as it, it, it maybe it influences or, it, or, or, or makes people more angry, but it doesn't cause that. But what you are is creating an environment where you get people more angry and stuff. When people, when U.S. citizens who pay their taxes, who were raised and born here, or people who come here and done the right thing, came here legally the right way, and they get, they see you starting to take care of people who haven't earned they keep. And they even in the middle of this, and see, black people, you got to watch out. That's why we got to play checkers and not chess. Okay, I'm for reparations all day long. But be careful about the time they're giving you reparations in. I remember when I saw that movie Sidebar, when I saw that show with Regina King in it, and it was showing racism, like it was a cross between the Tulsa race riots. They used that as the backdrop of that movie about where they gave black people reparations and stuff. And in that movie, there were a lot of angry people. Why? Because the time, this, to me, in some senses, this, why I am for reparations, don't get me wrong. We have to be careful of, of the timing in which we do that because what they're going to do is that some of these states give reparations to black people and it's going to cause an anger, even though black people are citizens and deserve money, but they didn't want to give it to you when the economy is good and it's flowing milk and honey and stuff. They're getting ready to give it to you when the 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 in some places when people are tight, when people are losing their jobs, and it's going to create, and people are angry and more and more, and they're looking for something to blame, and they are wanting to give you reparations in the middle of this. I'm not so sure if that's smart. Well, I'm for us having reparations. I'm for being in the right timing. And in a way that it doesn't cause a black American's harm. Because if anybody's got reparations up in these streets and help and all this stuff, it's the people who built the country free for 200 and some six years. Are their ancestors. But I digress. Moving back to this whole thing. People are becoming more and more angry and people are feeling more and more powerless. And had that begins to happen, and they're not, and they, you, you, I mean, you just have, you just, it's creating a terrible scenario, okay? So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that for a minute. Not good, okay? Uh, let's talk about Tiger Woods, okay? He's accused of sexual harassment by his ex girlfriend, Erica Herman, who claimed 15 time major runner forced her to sign an NDA or be fired. Okay, this is according to DailyMail.com, UK. It says Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend Erica Herman has accused him of sexual harassment that includes her alleging that the golfer forced her to either sign a non-disclosure agreement or be fired from her job, according to a court document. Herman, 38, who dated 15 major winner, 47, for almost six, six years to file a document through her attorney um, late, uh, late Friday. The thousand is the latest in Herman's case against the golfing icon over an NBA. She claims she is being wrongly uh, uh, she is being wrongly enforced on her despite the speak out ad. Okay, um, 
in the last filing, Herman alleged that Woods pursued a sexual relationship with her while she was his employee at his South restaurant and forced her into signing the NDA. Okay. Um, Tiger Woods, an um, uh, internationally renowned athlete and one of the most powerful figures in global sports, decided to pursue a sexual relationship with his employee. Then, according to him, forced her to sign an NDA about it or close uh, or else be fired from her job. And when he became disgruntled with their sexual relationship, he tricked her into leaving her home. Locked her out, took her cash, pets, personal possessions, and tried to sign, strong her, arm her into signing a different NDA. Okay, on Mr. Hood's own, on Mr. Wood's own portrayal of Vince, he imposed an NDA on her as a condition to keep her job when she began having sexual relationship with him. A boss imposing different work conditions on his employees because their sexual relationship is sexual harassment. Hoda's document adds that Tiger Woods, the internationally renowned athlete and one of the most powerful figures in global sports decided to pursue sexual relationship, I already read that part. Uh, Lynch has previously attempted to steer the dispute into private arbitration proceedings, and according to the NDA, his attorneys say they signed in 2017. However, Herman wants the courts to determine that the NDA is involved or, unfor- or unforeseeable for reasons including she claims he was subject to sexual abuse by him. In the case filed in March to void the NBA, uh, Herman made startling allegations that a two-time winner on the PGA Tour had sexually abused her but went into no detail to what alleged abuse entailed. However, in a filing from Woods in a separate dispute of her claims, Tennessee agreement, Woods' attorney noted that Herman has not asserted any claims for sexual harassment or sexual harassment in, in that particular landlord tenant action. Um, listen. This is all very messy, and the way in which they say a Tiger Woods broke up with her, child, y'all got to read the Daily Mail. So, listen, let me just say something, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you cause yourself a lot more problems with these women when you break up with them ugly, okay? Especially when you had them sign an NDA agreement. You don't, you don't go have your lawyers go break up with them. Now, you might, if you're scared of them, you might bring police with you or have the police close by, and you need to break up with them the right way. You was with her for six years, okay? Locking her stuff out, her possessions and stuff, Tiger is dumb. And we know Tiger Green because of some of the other stuff that I have with Tiger Woods, okay? When he's leaving voicemail, you know what I'm saying. We know Tiger ain't too smart when it comes to the group. Well, it looks like he ain't too smart, okay? Jeez. Lord Kim Sally filed for a divorce from husband Carl Berman, okay? Kim, and this is according to Daily Mail. It says, Kim Zoliak filed for a divorce from Carl Berman after 11 years of marriage, according to TMZ. The outlet reported that Kim listed their separation date as April 30th. Kim and Corey shared four children together. Uh, Corey Jagger, 11, Cash, 10, and twins, Kaya and Kane. Upon marriage, Corey has legally adopted Kim's daughters from her previous relationship, Bria, 26, and Ariana, 21. One of the these stars shared with ex-husband Daniel Tote. The duo have seemingly been dealing with financial issues with them reportedly earning the IRS $1.1 million in unpaid taxes. Wow. She filed the paperwork citing the marriage is irretrievable, broken, with no hope of reconciliation, the outlet noted. Kim and the former Atlanta Falcons NFL star first met in 2010 after crossing paths at the Dancing with the Atlanta Stars charity event, okay? And they got married one year later. Okay, and Kim has been with, listen, when Kim got with Corey, listen, I knew, I, you know. 
And I know it's going to be a lot of people in the manosphere saying, Kim, you spent up all the money. That's not, you don't know what happened in that marriage, so, you know, you can't speak on it. But Kim was a very uh, flamboyant chick when she got with him, okay? And she's been with him for a long time, okay? They had four babies. Um, and we don't know the reason, but listen, you know, a lot of y'all seeing Big Papa here, I come on, because remember that was Kia. Kia got on the show because she was messing with a rich man. She was the mistress of a, big, a rich man named Big Papa, okay? We used to have have Kim paid back in the day, okay? I actually thought she was making a downgrade when she went to Troy, Corey, because I was like, girl, she was getting paid. You got your freedom. <laughs> so I feel like she really loved him, and she and I think from the beginning, you know, she knew that the NFL check was gonna be limited, right? You know what I'm saying? So wow, it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to hear more of this. I wonder if she ends back up on Real Housewives of Atlanta. That will be interesting if so. Okay, so yeah, so that's the news out in these streets. Okay, all right, Nick Cannon, child every week, every week. I'm tired, child every week. Some Nick Cannon story, okay? So Nick Cannon. This is according to Yahoo.com. Uh, let's just talk about the kids first because that's what everyone knows about Nick Cannon. He has a lot of kids. He's father twelve, five of whom are less than one years old with six women. This was never his plan. Mm-hmm. He comes from a big family and I always imagine he created the same for himself, but he's not trying to establish a plan or lead a cult. His problem, he says, is that he's a hopeless romantic, that butterflies, we already heard about that, the first kiss, the ego boost, and when the dopamine rush subsides, he wants another hit. Also, he says that he's a people pleaser. Oh, Jesus. So during the pandemic, when a number of his lovers began expressing anxiety about their biological crops, he obliged. A lot of them are in the same age as he said, and I just wanted to give them what they desired. I kept saying I can't handle it. I can handle it. That's how he ended up with a nursery building, a nursery in his office, a neon lit room with tumble mats, a ball pit, and toy instruments. Today, his six month old daughter, Onyx, is the only one of his children using space. I know. Where's the part where he's talking about he got a million? He got. Uh, it says, um, he says, when Nick can't, at 645, um, Uh, where is I'm trying to find the person. Okay, I'm trying to find, okay, so where he says, so matter what people think, Ken in 42 knows the cost of parenthood emotionally and well as well as financially. A few months ago, Ken Ken rebuilt a tabloid report that he pays $3 million per year in child support. In fact, he responded to you was actually much higher. That's not a lot of money, he says now, swiveling his chair. It's not. When you think about my lifestyle, I have to generate at least $100 million a year. You're currently making $100 million a year? Yeah, he says, laughing. Everybody thinks Ryan Seacrest has tons of money. I do everything that he does times 10. Well, not times 10, times three, because he does a lot. Here are a lot of things that Kenny does. He hosts two seasons a year of the Fox competition series, The Mad Singer, for which he says he's paid more than $20 million. He hosts Wild Now, the freestyle comedy show he created in 2005, which starts filming its 21st season at, for VH1 next month. There's a live nation Wild Now, the arena tour, plus Things Westbride and 
in bars in San Diego and Miami that he's on. He's currently uh, doubling, in Dublin shooting 12 episodes of Fox Guests of the Lyrics Game Show, Beats It to Sam. Listen, let me stop this. I, you know what? I don't believe Nick Cannon is making $100 million a year. And if he is, he probably just started making it in the last couple of years. I do not believe. I do not believe you, Nick. Hey, nice try. But even if you are making $100, a, $100 million a year, that don't give you the right to just be running around here uh, 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 having, creating, uh, just having, uh, leaving single mom parents, single parent homes, and and having, so you, it, it ain't all about your money. It's about can you raise them kids? Right. It's terrible. Let me talk about him. He now he's trying to put it. I see it. You know, I make a hundred million dollars a year. I got the right to go around and screw everybody I want to. Just a trifling, just a trifling. Oh, I don't want to talk about him no more. Beyonce Renaissance tour, tour could out-earn Taylor Swift's heirs by $500 million. Yeah, right. This is according to Forbes.com. It's good to be queen. Beyonce Gazelle's nose Carter, also known as Queen Bee, could clear $2.1 billion from her Renaissance World Tour, some $500 million more than the $1.6 billion Taylor Swift could earn from Eros. These are lies. And I even heard that the, the amount that they were saying that she got paid in, 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 in what's that Dubai, it was not true either, okay? These people trying to hype people up in the middle of a recession is crazy. But it does, and she can't even pay. She, she, she got set to make $2 billion and don't want to fucking pay a $2 million IRS bill. Yes, Beyonce don't want to pay a $2 million IRS bill. Now, she is a Virgo. Okay, and, and Virgos go back on this shit. They be like, you know, yeah, wait a minute, huh? That's eight hundred thousand dollars. But one thing you don't do is screw with their IRS because they'll start looking for other shit. Her punk ass thing making, she don't want to give up that two billion, two billion dollars real quick. That's for like a dollar if you about to get two billion dollars off your tour. Lies. You know why? I'm gonna say it's lies. I say why can't she keep Carlotta? You thinking that? Because Taylor Swift, like, because Taylor Swift has a bigger audience, and Taylor Swift is show. Taylor Swift shows that she actually makes sales. I don't like Taylor Swift as more than Beyonce. I'm just telling you, it's show. Taylor Swift uh, sales translate into other stuff. Beyonce, not so much. She's had a failed Adidas this year, failed Renaissance this year, and failed Chloe. And fail back as king and gift gift a couple of years ago. Shall I keep going? Well, they like to see her perform. Okay. And you know what? I'm wondering if them, you know, here's here's my theory. Okay, just Carlotta one on one. If some of them numbers are gonna be padded, because if because when when you have a scalpers buy these tickets, if they've been buying these tickets, and if allegedly it's true that the scalpers be in cahoots. Y'all know what I said, I heard. If that's true, then it'll look like you sold so many tickets. But when you get to the venues, y'all be like, dang, why do you see tickets? Either they're going to give them away through radio stations, the empty ones, or they're going to be, like, giving them away on Groupon. So you got to pay attention. Or they're going to be, uh, 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 or they're they going to be empty seats in there. We're going to arena. But it's going to be saying it's sold out. I digress. These eye-popping estimates are based on the most optimistic assumptions of the number of fans buying tickets at their 
concerts and high average ticket pack prices are about $700. They also assume the artists take home considerable share of merchandise proceeds and pay tour expenses of 20% of revenues, leaving them with that, the other 80%. Renaissance said could gross between $275 million and $2.4 billion from tickets alone by the time it ends in September. Beyonce's most optimistic ticket revenue estimate $2.4 billion is well above Errol's $1.9 billion, most optimistic box office. Due to fans' pent-up desire to attend in-person concerts at the end of a more than three-year pandemic, but it's also high inflation, people are also losing jobs, food is higher, gas is higher, rent is higher, mortgages are higher, shut the hell up. Using uh, optimistic assumptions makes sense to me. Who <laughs> wrote this article? Odds are good. Runa says could be uh, Beyonce's most lyric in this concert tour. Yeah, probably because she put the tickets so high. Okay? But y'all don't buy for the, pay for the hype. Okay, this is hype. Hype, hype to get you to go buy tickets. Oh, man. Tour Forbes say this is going to be the biggest Beyonce tour to date. And to get you to off the looking. See, notice this article comes out after they've been talking about Beyonce for the last two weeks. Can't pay a $2 million, uh, refusing to pay a $2 million IRS deal. But yet, this helps us a million, billionaire, supposedly. People have to make $2.5 million from uh, ERA. I mean, for over Taylor Swift. To it, and she don't want to pay $2 million to the IRS. Okay, okay, okay. That's what y'all say. So. Okay, we're going to be, this is how we're going to be lying out on the street. I don't got time. Child, we'll see what happens. They'll probably be selling y'all lies. Lies, the lies we tell out of the streets, okay? This is no hate to Beyonce. I'm just trying to say, she can't even steal $40 million worth of Adidas. She can't even sell Renaissance. I think people are going to go see her out of curiosity. I'm going, you know, people are going to go see her out of curiosity. But most people, this is a hard time. You think, you, yeah, come on. You think, this must be Beyonce audience. You don't see me. Them tickets, I bet some of them tickets be on Groupon. I bet you do. Certain cities don't sell out, but certain cities ain't. Trust me on this. Anything else? I think they lie. I think y'all lie. I see what I see. Beyonce out here. Beyonce can. Beyonce gonna be on the. She don't sell. Sell Taylor Swift. Optimistic much. Very very public person. Oh, Marion this week talks about dating multiple women and finding the perfect woman. On Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay. Let's take a listen. How does O find, I don't know if there is such thing as perfection, people strive to achieve it, but how does he find the the ideal woman, given who you are, given that any potential dating candidate knows who you are, how do you find that person? Well, um, she finds me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's been a while since uh, I've actually been in a, you know, quote-unquote girlfriend, boyfriend-type relationship, you know. Um, but I think a private life is a happy life, you know what I mean? Um, but I believe that she finds she finds me. People can't help but they don't know. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it might be she, 
of compromise. We'll be like, maybe he ain't got all of it, but, you know, he got about 75% of it. (laughs) Not that some of us women out here don't do the bad thing, right? But women, most women will hang with the 75% of bad thing, but a lot of men don't. Men like, no, I'll be happy. I want, like Mario was saying, or Marianne was saying, I'll take one over here that's a businesswoman on this day and the other woman that's a freak on the other day, right? You know what I'm saying? And women, we don't do it. We we be like, oh, you know, yeah, well, maybe uh, they don't look like Denzel, but, uh, you know, they do bring the vacant home. All right, they do this and that. And listen, let me just say this. Part of the reason why, and women are just women, not that women don't cheat and women don't feel like cheating. That's why I say men always ask me, men always ask me, men hate to think that women think about monogamy the same way is monogamy right for them, the same way that they do. They think women just, oh, women just want one man, okay? No, you should, I, I mean, you should hear conversations that I know that women, I've had with women. There's a lot of women who be like, yeah, sometimes I wonder. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's because women, to me, in my opinion, sometimes are more committed to the idea of family, and they're willing to sacrifice uh, their desires sometimes for the hopes that this person wants to be in a committed with it. But it doesn't mean that we as women don't sometimes think, yeah, I like that other 25% too out here. Like, can I get another person for that other 25%? Shit. But it's some women who do out here. Some of these women out here, some, when I speak of some of the women out here, I ain't talking about myself. I'm just saying some women out here, some of us, when I say that, do do that, okay? Some of the women group, okay? And I say us as a whole as women, okay? Do go out here and we having two and three minutes. I think it's hard to do that shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I do I mean, hey, shit, play <laughs> technology. You know what? It's wild. I mean, I know playing. Playing ain't hard. Okay, playing ain't easy. But at the same time, I think that you, you, when we talk about dudes like Omarion, okay, he's a rock star. Uh, a lot of these men, here's the deal, okay. A lot of men like him, these celeb men get, are able to get away with uh, this because women equate fame with resources and high values. They think because you're famous, you have resources, and you have, uh, you know, like you're a high-value guy. So uh, they set fail to set standards with these dudes because they want these dudes so bad because they're not wanting you necessarily. It's because women, I love it. Women are some, most women, a lot of women, traditionally in their core are hypergamous. Women like men who take care of home, who are who are, um, uh, are financially secure. These are aphrodisiacs to women, okay? Listen, it's an aphrodisiac when a man is in his gift or when he's in his this and that. And listen, I will tell you the most dangerous times in relationships with women is when that is not happening. Women can very well, if you're not fulfilling, I mean, you know, how programy standards, women get tired, okay, after a little while. Okay, that I mean you have to be the best, meaning to mean that women 
some you know sometimes don't like the 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 whole thing of being the head of household sometimes it's hard for most women to do that okay but now with these celebrity dudes i feel like that's a whole different thing a whole they dealing with, like he was saying well you know can't one woman deal with me and all that stuff like that you know with the kind of lifestyle i lead i'm like well what, what kind of stuff you know it's like what uh <laughs> I mean, it's it's like, what do you mean? It's just kind of weird. It's like, I mean, what he was kind of saying, he's like, you know, my lifestyle is so big. I'm like, when's Omarion, what's the last hit you done had? <laughs> and you know what? I, this is like when I talked about, no offense, when I talked about growing up hip-hop, when I talked about how JoJo and the, the, his wife, his new wife, his wife, his, his ex-wife had met, left him and is divorcing him now and he done he he been you know the joe the joe going back out on tour now but she she's dating on um, growing up hip-hop she's dating a dude from bone thugs and harmony and stuff like that and the daughter was getting all upset with her and saying well why would you leave daddy you know he's sickly man he been going through this and that she's really angry at her mother for divorcing but listen what she didn't understand probably is that mama been with him through the Jodeci, all the hoes and stuff in the 90s. I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm saying this could be the case. She was with him running around with these hoes. He was running around out here. And now his ass is broke down and probably want to be like, oh, baby, I'm yours. And she like, I mean, yeah, you all diabetic and shit. <laughs> you all about to fall apart and you want to cut after all the drugs and, and uh, partying and women now you want to run up in here now you ready to be loyal <laughs> that's what happens to dudes with dudes like Amarion, okay just tell you when they get old and they go back to you young girls because they really because young girls don't know no better so they because you be thinking you be thinking about the fame and the money and i don't blame y'all a little bit the catalogs and stuff like that and so they be looking for somebody to take care of them because they broke down and they done, and you know, and and they, and it don't be the same no more. And they be talking about us, but some of them be broke down and be, and be hitting the wall 50 times. And then after they done did all they dirt and run around with the five different women they got a week and they want to come and you talking about, yeah, I'm ready to be loyal, you know. I'm ready. You be like, yeah, well, what's your health report look like? Well, you know, I might got a couple of STDs. I, <laughs> I may be diabetic. I might be struggling with some heart issues. So I may be a little impotent. No, I'm talking about celebrities. Not all of them, but some of them. Okay, maybe trying to come get you. And they did all they dirt. Omorian drugs, what I'll say to you about oh, the Omorian or the world is in but the Nick Cannon's especially, make them take a test. Test, like it's If you go date them, say, all right, you, you need to go get tested. Because, you know, they, they like, like he said, that lifestyle, he, you know, he feel like he got to have five different women. So you be like, when he come to you, when he old and he ready to settle down and stuff, you be like, okay, you need to, let me see what you, let me, let me have to make sure you test it. For all things, okay? Because who knows what you've been doing out here in these streets? <laughs> and they be looking, and what cracks me up is dudes like this, like these celebrities, they be trying to look for good girls in the end of marriage. 
Like women who have kept themselves together and ain't been out here and had any sexual partners, but they want to be no slut with everything and everyone that comes to you. I'm sorry. Going back to Usher, like even hear the story about Usher, okay? No offense to bring y'all back, because Usher don't really rehabilitate his his career. However, you know the alleged story was out here. Like when he married Tamika, allegedly he slept with one of her bridesmaids. Allegedly, I mean, you know how trifling, like. That's what that's what some of these celebrities do because they can they got it like that. Like you be like it's be women so desperate to bag one of them. I mean, you know, I got my crushes on celebrity crush males. You know, like Maxwell, y'all know I love me some Maxwell or uh, Manny Kravitz and stuff like that. But some of these dudes on the real, they be like women be so they be wanting to bag them so bad like they they they'll be willing to do just about anything. And so these dudes get away with so much, right? And they be like, oh, more than like they be, and then they be trying to tell you, but well, she, you know, she got to find me. Ain't it he who finded the wife? Nah, but they done reversed on him because they done got, they so lazy. They ain't even in the mail. They ain't even acting like men no more. They out here like, she got to find me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you ain't even, because they, because women doing all the work. I tell you, I've been there. I know. Women doing all the work. Women going after me. They doing all the work. Doing all the work. Women doing. All the work. They don't make it easy. They make it easy. Make it easy. Okay. So, so me and like a Mariana stuff. They be like out here running these streets and doing them up, and like get away with stuff like what like Usher did, allegedly. Like trifling. That's true. I would have. Child, I would have probably been on that. Now, I would have been on the IG channel probably. You would have had, I'd be in meeting prayer. I'd be like, now, if one of my friends, or my, my, you slept with one of my bridesmaids? Oh, that's betrayal. It ain't even the fact that you can, it ain't even about going with another woman, okay? It's just disrespectful because it's my friend. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's gonna be disrespectful anyway, but it's disrespectful. But you're gonna take this this is somebody who's sitting up in my damn way. Oh Lord, you have to cut child. Lord have mercy. We down to the last minute, thirty seconds. Child, I ain't got time to go off. Okay? But that's how trifling to be out in the street. And that's what y'all let some of these celebrity dudes get away with it. Now if Morian was at oh Morian was working at McDonalds, it'd be a whole different crop. He wouldn't even have that kind of he wouldn't have it like that. He'd be having a whole different Child, you can choose none of that, okay? Child, we at the last minute and 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> I'm a, I ain't going to say I'm going to have a part two. All I got to say is, y'all, we got to get together soon so I can finish giving y'all more <laughs> stories. So hopefully we'll get together sometime this week, y'all, or something. But uh, you guys, have a wonderful rest of your night. I hope y'all enjoyed the late show. We're going to end it with that Amoria story. I'm out. Let's go with uh Call it oath. I can't go for that. Nope, because I can't go for that, okay? It's perfect for you know. <laughs> I'm out. See you. Have a good week, y'all.
that. No, no, no. <laughs> man, we can't go. Man, that Amoria story was, I mean, I listened to Amoria, but I understand what it is. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I guess if I was see you, you know, people be out here. I, I, you know, I might be a play out and shit. I understand. Amoria is saying Monday, Tuesday, he wants different types, okay? But I'm just saying a lot of y'all women let him get away with the most of because y'all think he got fame. And that equals resource, that equates to resources, and that he it equates, equates to him being of high value. And uh, that is, oh, and I forgot to talk about the bus driver scenario. Oh, my God, I meant to talk about Yana Von Zahn and uh, where she talked to Ebony K. Williams this week. And Ebony K. Williams said she did not want to date a bus driver. Listen, I'm not surprised by, a ch- like, a chick like Ebony not wanting to take Drake date a bus driver. One of the reasons why I'm not surprised is because of the lifestyle she lives, who she's around day to day and stuff like that. But, however, I think women are have a misunderstanding about what they perceive as wealthy or, like she says, I'd rather him own the bus and all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, there are a lot of these dudes who are who own these bus. I knew a dude years ago who rode the bus. Who rode the bus? He was fine. Okay, I showed did. I he rode the bus every day, and he had lots. Of, he he was paid. Okay, great four one k, paid. Like paid. And you know how you could tell little things. It was little things that he would wear them. Thing or little things he had. And I was like, damn. He, and then we and, and we we'd be cool. Like when I would be working, it was years ago. I was in like my early twenties or something like time. And sometimes I uh, catch a bus back to um um uh, my uh catch a bus down to my job in downtown or whatever. And he would uh, me and him be talking. And I mean, and dude was smart. He had bank. Okay. Okay, you think he was like the millionaire next door, okay? So some of you girls, y'all be trying to ignore dudes who y'all think is bus drivers and trash collectors and truck drivers. But let me tell you, now truck drivers, they might be old. But truck, not all of them, but, you know, but they be, a lot of them dudes be making money, big money, okay, sometimes, okay? Sometimes if they know how to do it right and handle it right, don't never judge that. And then some of y'all, where y'all be chasing after these rappers, and, 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 and you know, because, you know, we like the flamboyant and the fancy, right? You know how we use women all the time? We like the flamboyant. The, basket, the baseball, basketball players and base, some of them don't be having no money, okay? Okay? It be just aesthetics. I just want to say that. That's big sisters giving y'all a tip out here, okay? Okay? Your favorite rapper, they may be looking like they own the yachts and all that stuff, but sometimes hmm, they be spending all their money on that yacht trip. Okay? Are they going to be broke? They heading towards a broke way. Hey, I just, I just trying to tell y'all, because y'all been talking about here, who y'all, they hear me if you own the bus and all that stuff. Child, y'all don't understand. Some of these dudes, every millionaire doesn't own his own business. Some millionaires work for people. A lot of millionaires work for people. A lot of thousandaires work for people. Okay, hundred thousandaires. All right, I'm just saying. Okay, big sis tells y'all. Okay, and some of these people that y'all do be going after that, baby boy. Y'all be, Y'all be uh, the Monday girl, as Omarion says. The freaky girl for Tuesday. 
Because then they, they don't be having no they don't be having no money. They don't be having they don't have to do nothing to get you. I be tripping out when I hear a girl be paying for their own flight for some of these athletes and stuff. I'm like, Chad, please. Ain't no way y'all out here paying for y'all own flights and stuff with these dudes, okay? And old plumber Charlie down the way got bank. He pay your flight out. I don't know what's up. Y'all don't be doing what's up in this world. <laughs> it is, oh, engineer got bank for you, okay? I'm just trying to help you, girls, okay? I'm just trying to tell you if that's, a, you know, if that's important to you, okay? Dang, that's all. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week and listening to me. Listen, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page if you want to write me. You can also hit me up on C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72 on Twitter. Also on Instagram is Carly's underscore galaxy, okay? Listen, I always have fun talking to y'all. Don't take nothing I say personal. I'll be out here clowning for real. Okay, but hey, you guys, have a good one. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I'm out. We leaving out with Hall Notes again. I can't go for that. I'll see y'all. Bye.